0: I think Connor's cheating because in reality is like if you want to, for example, you want to fix your knee or you want to fix your leg and you need to get certain, uh, let's say, um, uh, what is it, growth hormones or whatever he's doing, you can get a th- uh, therapeutic exemption. You can speak to USADA, get a therapeutic exemption, but like you can't add extra stuff. Whatever you're putting in, you have to declare with them and, and get it figured out. This, this is... BS, to be honest with you, the, the fact that they say, oh, well, he's doing this. He's not getting tested right now because, uh, um, because, of, his, uh, because of his leg. No, you could still get tested. You just have to declare it and say, hey, this is, was a therapeutic exemption. But that's not the case. He even put down retirement. So he went into retirement, I guess. And so USADA recently said, he, once, when you come out of retirement, you need six months and then two clean tests. So, like, bro, this is, this is garbage. But, uh, you know, that's, that's the game.
1: But it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, who didn't see this coming, man? Fucking. <clears throat> the UFC has done this before. Like, and, and USADA basically just works for the UFC. This is true. So th- they're going to do whatever the UFC wants them to do. Right. And, and, and I'm, I don't know if we've gone over this in, in past podcasts, but it, it's really only there to make the sport seem more legit you know it's like you know putting a it's just it's just it's a facade really is what it is um and i'm sure it catches some fighters but any fighter they don't want to be caught is generally not going to be caught any fighter that makes the company money that needs an exemption is going to get an exemption brock lesnar got one yes i mean yes yeah so it's yeah like i said I, i feel like we saw this one coming
1: no exactly i mean without tooting our own horn um yeah um un- unfortunately it's uh more or less just the way it is and I think that you know with <clears throat> with Darius, uh, should get the next title shot obviously yep. it doesn't really matter because I'm not the one that's signing the checks but uh but yeah and and you know I think what he says is hundred percent about Connor you know if if Connor wanted to get in the you test pool for just Whatever he's taken for, even if it's steroids that he's taken for his leg, he can get an exception, uh, an exemption mm-hmm. because of that. But you know, if you like, he said, want to uh, take all the extra stuff too, then obviously you can just stay out.
0: But he doesn't even have to do that, like because he could get a complete exemption from all testing. I'm sure, and not have to claim anything, and just show up at. You know, fight at 185 pounds all jacked like a motherfucker. And...
1: Which is like what he's elected to do. Yeah, you know? it's what I it mean, looks exactly. like. From the yeah, pictures yeah. I've seen, it's exactly good. what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. That's, that's where <laughs> you know, we're
0: at. It's a good It's a good point start the show. All right.
1: <laughs> Let's go. It's time! Come on, hands up. You ready? Let's go. Knuckle up. Welcome to Scrapcast. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. Show number 10, Big Ten. Here we are, man. <laughs> so, um, Mr. Will, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. It's good, good to be back. How you doing, Ace? I'm doing good. Doing good. All right, so we got a full show for you guys. Um didn't take as long, you know? I, know? I know you guys probably missed us a lot more the last time, but, uh, you know.
0: I know every day that one of these doesn't come out. I'm sure you guys are real sad about it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's overview. Round one. The yeah, overview. All
0: right. Let's start with the first season. Uh, well, PFL, the first week of the 2023 season for nice. PFL. It um, some Some really good fights. They did featherweight and light heavyweight mm-hmm. for their first week and they'll probably do two different weight classes each week and then once the fighters have had a long enough rest time from their last one they'll they'll keep doing it over and over again. And so you rack up wins and you rack up points in the PfL. And this, And what's the
1: what's the points again? Is it
0: three points? So three points for a win. Yep. <clears throat> regardless. Kay. Okay. But you get Another three points if you finish in the first round. You get two points if you finish in the second. And you get one point if you finish in the third, if you finish it in the third. Yeah. But if it just goes to the decision, you just get the three. Gotcha. So it's not just dependent on wins to advance you throughout the season in PFL. You have to rack up points. And so this incentivizes if you want a better standing and you want the better seating in season as it goes on you need to be hunting for those for an actual finish because any finish is going to give you more points than just the decision win right um so one I, I like that it incentivizes a more action-packed finish centric um combat sport because
1: but... the fighters they only get two regular fights a season right so right you have two fights to try to get as much points as you right. can right
0: right exactly But you also are always going to know where you stand. That's true. Like, unlike some of these other promotions where you (laughs) you can sit on your number two ranking for two years (laughs) and still not get a title shot, you never know where you might stand. But at least in the PFL, you know, it's it's clearly defined how you get to where you want to go and you can see where everybody else is in relation to yourself. Exactly. So for the first week, you had your winners at the light heavyweight division, you had um martin hamlet josh silverett ty flores rob wilkinson and will flurry they all got their wins but only martin hamlet and josh silverett got wins in the first round the other three were decisions Mm. so those two are both tied at six points apiece right now and the other three winners all have three points apiece so we'll see
1: so out of those fights what did you what stood out to you what you like about them was there any of the fights you thought were like exceptional? I know we had talked about that Wilkinson Santos fight. What'd you think about that? Uh,
0: I'm I I was expecting more from Santos.
1: Well, okay,
0: honestly, but you but you called that. You were right about Wilkinson. Um, you know, I, I thought that was a winnable fight for Thiago Santos, but he.
1: I also thought it was a winnable fight. See, the thing about it is I'm a big Santos fan like you are. Right. But like ever since that Jones fight, he he just hasn't been the same Agreed. since coming back. Agreed. And so I knew how he was in the UFC and I was like, Well, we'll see what happens in the PFL and it looks like more of the same. At least for right now. I mean I don't I don't wanna like throw dirt on the guy. That's not what I'm doing. I'm just saying like sometimes that happens in combat sports and to me it, it appears like that's what's happening now.
0: Yep. Yep, I agree. Uh, so yeah, as far as the light heavyweight fights, I mean, there wasn't like like I said, uh, Hamlet and Silvera, they both got their first round finishes, which is which is good. Those were exciting fights. Um, but of the people that I wanted to see fight, I did not get as much as I wanted out of them, unfortunately, yeah, but um, but I'll be excited to watch uh, Martin Hamlet and Josh Silver as as it goes on to see if they can continue finishing
1: and Instead yeah of
0: decisions right
1: building their name i know <laughs> uh i i know that uh will fury beat uh jaco christoph Jocko christoph Jocko. yeah yep. we talked about that too yep. um was interested to see how i how mean he it, fought.
0: it was it was a decision and the decision went the right way and uh, yeah not much more you can say about it not much more i can say about that like i jaco's he's been around he's He's an older fighter. He's got a lot of mileage. He's fought a lot of names. Yep. Um, So, you know, congrats to Will Fleury for being able to fight um, a veteran and get the win, but he still wasn't able to get him out of there.
1: Yeah. You know, he still had
0: to, you know, take it to a decision. So, gamey. So it puts him a little bit behind in the standings so far. Right. But depending on who he's matched up with next, maybe he can get a finish.
1: Right. And then the other weight division that we had was 145. The so feather the featherweights.
0: Weights. Yep, absolutely. And I was really excited with what I saw from these from these fighters. Uh, so <clears throat> Brendan Loham, Bubba Jenkins, uh, Movlid, um Alejandro Flores, and Gabriel Alves Braga, they all got their wins. Only one finish though. Mm-hmm. Lohan was the only one that got a finish. And he was of course, the main event. He yeah. was, and he got it over Against Marlon. Our boy, I uh, know Marlon Marais, <laughs> Marlon Magic Man Marais, who has had one of the most precipitous fall from graces. I've ever seen, I don't know if this, I don't even know the last time this guy won a fight, I, I think he did win one, but I think he's like...
1: I'll tell you what, he I has a head like, kick knockout over the <laughs> UFC fucking he champion. Does,
0: I know, because you remember he, that fight? he was on a roll there for a bit. No, he was but a fucking killer. But as soon as he lost, he just kept losing. I honestly think he's like one in six in his last seven.
1: Well, yeah, and the thing is with with him, I mean, I am I was a big fan of his for many, many years, through all of his World Series of fighting uh, fights and into the UFC, Um you know, you, you can only take so many of those wars, man. And right. every fight that dude had was a fucking war. Right. Every right. one of them. And it was really super technical. And he was like, you know, the more technical. But then at some point, it started catching up with him. And then he started getting chinny. And from that point on, I mean, this fight ended with a leg kick. Yep. Right? Yep. And, 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 it, and, they were,
0: and those were nasty leg kicks. Yeah. And what I liked about that was... The, the IQ, you know, we talk about that a lot, yeah, but man, of it, low end. yeah, but because if you've got something that's working and they're not responding to it, then just, just work it. Like if it's, like, if broken, if it's, if it's money, it. yeah, then just why, why open yourself up for something else? If they're not defending it, if it's obviously making an impact, then like just, yeah, but pump the well, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And, it,
1: and it worked out. He got it the did. stoppage yeah. first round. Yeah. 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 And, no, second round. Was it the second round? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, The thing is, is that, you know, man, I really hate to say it. It's sad to see the former World Series of Fighting champion. Mm -hmm. Like, at that time, he was, like, the fucking undisputed. He was looked at as probably top three in the weight division in the world. We just wanted to see him fight the champions in the UFC at Mm -hmm. the time. So, to see that World Series of Fighting champion leave go to the ufc and then come back now it's the pfl but it's the same organization um and have him you know be like having that kind of performance and just falling apart i mean it makes it really hard to watch i know there's there's been talk of people saying that it's time for him to retire uh, I am one of those fundamental believers and I believe you are too that like, you don't, you really don't tell a fighter when they're done. They're the ones that are putting their bodies through it. So they're an adult, let them make the decision. I'm 100% for that. Um, so I, I definitely am not going to say that, but I'm just going to say it is hard to see somebody that, you know, was that dominant that was that top of the skill on top of the, his game for so right. long, you know, it's like, you know, it's, I don't know. It sucks.
0: Well, because, you know, because of the layout of the season, I do think we'll see him fight at least one more time. Yeah. Um, because of the way all the fights went down, everyone only got three points because they were all decision victories except for Lohan, who yeah. got the second round. So he has five, so he's got an early lead. But because... Marlon could get a first round finish in his next fight. He could jump to six.
1: He could. He could, and he could. And the thing is, is I don't know how severe the injury is. Right. I, he didn't break the leg, right? I, I did, haven't.
0: I haven't seen a, a, a medical update. report. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's my only worry about right. it. Because yeah, he could. You're very well right. He come in if Lohan got a decision, even a win, in his next one, and Marlon came in and got a first round stoppage in his next one. They're tied. Exactly. So I yeah. mean, so you're right, and that's the that's one of the beautiful things about um, this league, about the PFL mm-hmm. league is how different it is. And, and so, you, you know, you got to keep your mindset on that, but yeah. Um, yeah. We'll have to just see what happens. Um, what about what the rest of the fighters, was there any of the, was there any other fighters that really stood out
0: to you? Uh, I mean, Bubba Jenkins always yeah. been a Bubba Jenkins yeah. fan. Glad he got the win over Chris Wade. Yeah. Over, yeah. over Chris Wade. Um, so that, 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 was a good fight. Um, I, I'd like to see Bubba Jenkins be a little bit more, um, Urgent, right? In, in his fights, I mean, that's not really his fighting style. To be fair, but uh, it just it just benefits you to really push for that for that finish in the PFL. So mm-hmm. I'd really like to see him in this next fight. Really try and shoot for that.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, so let's move on to Bellator. Bellator 293.
0: Um, Bellator 293, the return of the cat.
1: Yes, of Cat Um Yeah, so uh, main event was Daniel James versus Marcelo Gome. Mm-hmm. And uh, James ended up getting the... Hook, uppercut combo knockout.
0: Yeah, it was sick. Yeah, in yeah. the
1: third round and knocking him out.
0: And that was a good back and forth. Fight. It, was, like, it was. There was no guarantee he was going to win that no, without a knockout. No, so. no,
1: no. Both of those fighters really wanted it. Uh uh-huh. um, And then co-main uh, event cat Singano picking up the decision. We're really how'd happy
0: f- to see her get a win.
1: Yeah, how would you feel about it? Was it was it the right decision?
0: So so somebody gave her a three twenty seven. I felt like twenty nine twenty eight was the correct <laughs> score. The correct but um. But, yeah, again, just happy to see her back in the win column. Hopefully she gets some of that um, confidence back. Yes. And, and we get to see a little some bit more of that in old Satin in Ghana yeah. because yeah, she was always one of my favorites. Yeah,
1: me too. Um, John Salter uh, getting the unanimous decision over Aaron Jeffrey and then retiring.
0: I did not catch that. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I, I, I have to admit, I don't watch a lot of the post-fight. Yeah um yeah. press stuff and I don't watch a lot of the post fight interviews in the in the octagon or in, in the ring or wherever they are.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh so I totally missed that.
1: Yeah. No, yeah, it was really interesting. Um you know, the dude's had a, a career and mm-hmm. he picked up the victory and then said that's it. I'm I'm good. So
0: Well, and there you go. Like it, like we see this with so many aging fighters. It's got to be nice to go out on a win, right? right. And right. so if you're going to be the one that decides when you go out, I mean, you can't ask for anything better than that.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh what about the Cologne Montalvo knockout? What'd you think about that?
0: I don't think I got to, I don't think I saw that. I know it was early, um, but I, I I don't I think I missed that fight.
1: Yeah, round one, right straight, um, follow up, yeah, nice. Um, go in for Cologne. And then uh the fight before that, Luke Trainer picking up a submission over Salvian Kelly, yep. and uh, then proposing to his wife there you gotta go gotta love that see it's the yeah. circle you have one fighter wins <laughs> and proposes and then another fighter wins and,
0: and retires. retires yeah so. absolutely no and that was a quick submission too he made quick work of Sullivan for sure yeah um, and, and I don't I mean it, it would, it's it's interesting to find out if he would like have proposed had he lost I don't know. but
1: I guess we'll never uh, know. again,
0: I mean, that's, you know, what a better what a better way to do that. Be like, yeah, I just whooped this dude's ass. Way. You want to marry me? <laughs> no
1: no better way than the wife would want than after your, after your fight camp where you've been gone for 10 weeks than to be like, yeah, I want to propose to you. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Hey, you know, congratulations to him. Um, anything else you want to talk about on here? I know that Piccolodi got a win. Rene could I choke. mean, there were
0: a lot of finishes on this card, but I didn't get, you know, it was on the preliminary card was on YouTube. I didn't get to watch it.
1: You don't have YouTube, guy.
0: I do have YouTube. I just—I'm pretty sure I was doing other things. And yeah. I didn't have all the time in the world to watch the Bellator card. Unfortunately. Yeah. No. It makes perfect sense. But but I am sad I missed it because a lot a lot of finishes. Almost every fight on that prelim card was a finish.
1: Yeah. No, it was a real good uh, prelim card. Even the main card. Main card wasn't bad. It just you know kind of slower paced. Right. So. Right yeah um to me best card of the weekend though was Ryzen 41 Ryzen
0: 41 good uh, old Japanese MMA yeah
1: and uh we talked about it um before and you know it's god it's one of those it's one of those uh fight cards where you don't really know a lot of the people fighting on there and you're just watching fights for you know to see what happens and I was I mean from the first fight really I was just hooked the whole time watching the fights um We had uh, Sota Kimura versus Sengi no Yuki Mm -hmm. in the um, earlier part of the um, card. Um, Really good fight. Thought uh, Kimura... uh, had was smooth and confident in his striking and the way he was out there like you know do, doing his thing. Um, dropped Yuki with a right in the second round and finished him with a body shot yeah. in the third round. Yeah, um, yeah, it was a it was a really good fight. Uh, next fight was uh, Shin Shun Ueshi versus Mokati, and uh, I'm telling you, man, that Shin Ueshi is a uh, Shin Unishi uh, he is somebody that you definitely have to watch out for. So this okay. dude um you know for it being um
0: what a minute and a half or whatever it lasted.
1: Yeah, so yeah, I mean it was it was uh it was only a first round um KO, but it was a 135 pounds division fight so they're 130 134 pounds rather Mm. um the dude had phenomenal power i mean was just like uh, like impressive power where you're like this little dude is just fucking like man strength beating the fuck out of this other dude and um you know he caught um motoki in the in a clinch when with a nasty right at the break with a KO. So he had him like in a clinch. And then as they went to break, he just, he timed it perfectly and cut the angle and hit him with a right and finished him. And, uh, super impressive. I was just, I was like, man, I'm going to have to watch. I'm pretty sure this was, um, one of their kickboxing, uh, fights. They had a lot of kickboxing fights on this card. And, um, yeah, that was, that was great. Um,
0: yeah, definitely gonna be watching out for, <clears throat> the rising cards i know they're on at weird times but i'm just gonna have to catch them because it, everyone i've talked to has said that that rising card was just awesome
1: yeah yeah um maiman mavadov versed uh yukisu nakamura um you know you could tell right at the beginning nakamura he looked nervous at the walkout like you just you got the feeling like the dude was like too into the lights and too like worried about what was going on. You just really got that look from him, and Momadov looked, you know, chill and went in there and uh, uh, charged him, caught him, and got him out of there. Just literally like like that, like
0: 20 seconds. Yeah, yeah. it
1: was it was sick. Um, yeah, and and yeah. like I said, you know, it's really interesting when you can see that coming out. You're like, oh, that dude looks nervous. We'll see how this fight happens, and it just yeah, Momadov went right straight for him. Um, Kung Pao Kim. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kyung Kyung Pu Kim uh, versus Show Patrick Ushimi um, was it was the first MMA not kickboxing fight of right, the card of right. the main card. Um, Kim was seemed like the superior grappler. Um, got a take down in the first 60 seconds of the match uh worked ground game with with nice ground and pound through the first round and then um uh ushmi gave his back um by mistake he was like trying to get up and gave his back by mistake and Kim just put him in a rear naked choke and tapped him nice um yeah it was sick um yeah uh Kinotaro versus. Ishisaka um, both stayed at mid range, exchanging single strikes. Uh, it was a kickboxing match, um, close, but Kinetaro landed the more significant strikes. Um, uh, Ishisuka was threatening with submissions in round three, um, and I had it scored twenty nine, twenty eight for Kinotaro. Um Really? Yeah, um, judges had it for. Ishisaka. Yeah. So yep. It was interesting. Um, yeah. Um,
0: so Kaden Nakamura is the only name I knew of on that whole card. Yeah. But he managed to pick up a win.
1: Yeah. KO. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, there was a, there was a lot, a lot of good fights on the card. Um, a lot of good, a lot of good stuff. Um, so yeah definitely excited um see more of those fights if uh, yeah, yeah depending on how it works out I mean Ryzen it's been a while since this is the first card that they were able to put on um this year so they had their their last card was their big new year's, new year's eve, eve yeah you know and that thing. was the
0: crossover wasn't it yeah,
1: yeah yeah and um so with Bellator and uh, they haven't had a fight so it's been you know some months so it was good to see him come back um You know, um, yeah, a lot of knockouts, a lot of submissions, even the, even the decision fights, like the main event, um, uh, Ashi Suara versus Tanaka, I mean, um, Tanaka was like the fan favorite, you could tell he was like the, you know, like, pretty much like the champ, and this young dude came in, he had, um, like, this dude rapping with him, he had, like, his hair dyed different colors, you were like, what's going on here? But, uh, Ashi Suara just fucking put it on him, um, was really, really, uh, uh relentless with the knees time and knees to the body to the nice, head nice. um i mean just messed him up and ended up uh taking the title so um yeah it was a, it was a great card and and really like how i don't know i think that they've probably ta- they had to have taken a page off of one but you know encapsulating so much of the card building it around you know either kickboxing um and not just their mma talent letting their mma talent grow but still like having these um, really, really entertaining kickboxing matches. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I I haven't seen kickboxing done this well in a long time. And, you know, and not just with Ryzen, but, like, with one and stuff. It's like these MMA cards, these kickboxers are like, I don't know, like, they're just perform at a higher level because it's not just a kickboxing card. It's like there's MMA stuff going on too. And they're like, look, we're going to, we're going to show you what's up, you know, or the Muay Thai or whatever. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's just like, I I don't know what it is, but it makes it like really, it's almost the most entertaining on the whole card. A lot of times where I'm like, I I came for the MMA, but I'm staying for the kickboxing and Muay Thai. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And it's really high level stuff, which is what's really awesome to watch Two really high level kickboxing muay thai fighters go at it and yeah i mean i'm not gonna miss the next rising card
1: yeah um and then also to finish off the weekend we had game bread boxing for we talked a lot about this uh circus of sorts um what do you uh a, a, you a circus
0: think? of names i mean that's <laughs> that's one of those things like a lot of A lot of people that you you've heard of, a lot of big names. You throw them all on the same card. You let them go at it. Um, Really interesting matchups. The Roy Jones Jr. and Anthony Pettis match. That's such such a strange matchup, right? I mean, and and I would have thought on the surface that it would favor Roy Jones, him being the boxer, and Pettis being more of a Taekwondo kicker, you know? Right. Um, But but Pettis got the win, decision
1: yeah you know I mean he did and and I thought that I gave him the win too, but the thing is is like Roy did not look like in shape,
0: really right, right. to be having
1: that kind of fight, and then even further than that, um like the dude's like sixty some years old, yeah, you know what I'm no saying true, true. I mean and so it's just one of those things where it's like I know we talked about this before, and it it was really apparent during the fight it made it. It made it sort of hard to get into the fight. I mean, the thing about it, the thing I will say is that even though Roy was older and not in as good a shape as Pettis was, um, he was still faster than yeah. than Pettis. He was getting that jab in there and just like, you know, real quick, like you could tell, like. And um, but Pettis was thrown back. He wasn't just being as stationary as I kind of thought. I thought he would be more stationary, given I thought that Roy was gonna have more volume. Uh-huh. But um, no, nah, but but hats off to him. So.
0: Yeah. Uh, Again, just good to see some of these names getting out there and getting some action. You know, yeah. yeah. Um, the, I mean, the, the surprise, One of the biggest surprises for me was Vitor not knocking out Jacare. I
1: know, I know. If I, I mean, I almost bet the house on it. I'm telling right? you right now. Um, no, I, I wouldn't have. But yeah, um, yeah. Um, you know, with the with the Belfort Jacare fight, I thought that. They had a extended feeling out in the beginning, um, that Belfort seemed to be like holding the trigger, right. like it seemed like you know he was like looking for the perfect setup or when he was gonna throw the perfect punch, and he just stayed on standby for Never a lot of it. There, you know, yeah. um, Jacare still durable after all this time. Um, you know, I thought that um, Jacare took a beating um, and that. Uh, Belfort um, brought the jesus juice in at the end <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. he uh, really turned up the volume in the end and um maybe he was just trying to pace himself yeah yeah maybe um and, and you know he's no spring chicken either um but right. um awful camera work was one thing that I really wanted to touch upon because I remember at least at one point in the fight it was like at the end of a round when they were you know when the it was like the last 10 seconds and you want to see it. And they, the camera like did this thing where they like panned down to like where you'd be standing and then was like circling around the ring. And you'd see like people walking by and like the back of the judge's oh, that's heads really and stuff. and that's Bush League. And you're just like, dude, what is going on yeah. here? Like who decided this was the camera angle right now? It's the last 10 <laughs> seconds of the round. I can't even see what's happening. I,
0: I know. It makes you wonder who's up in the booth. Makes you wonder who's deciding which camera. Because you know they got multiple cameras and there's it's up to the people in the booth to decide what viewpoint people are seeing. So who was the one that dropped the ball on switching to a different camera when the cameraman decided he had to move and go uh, no. wherever he needed to go. Yeah. I uh,
1: know. no. no.
0: But, uh, yeah, I mean that pro- production like that can really hurt. Right. Uh, um, a fledgling promotion like that, you know what I'm saying? Because right. you really need to be able to see, like, that's what we're, that's what we're here for. We're here to see the action.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, and then what'd you think about the Aldo Stevens fight?
0: I a, a draw. I mean it was so so strange, right? Because I still <laughs> I, I I'm not sure I, I would have uh, of all the outcomes I didn't think I'd I'd see a draw in that in that fight. Uh
1: yeah, I mean it was kind of a mirror of their uh um MMA fight. I guess it kind of
0: was, but Aldo got stoppage by body like TKO body shot on Jeremy Stevens.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, it was like the fourth round or something right, like that, right? Right, right, um, yeah. yeah, how I saw it with this Aldo-Stevens fight was that it was a buddy brawl. It was kind of gotcha. the feeling that yeah. it gave me. Um, you know, it was good back and forth. I thought that Aldo had the numbers and that Stevens supplied the power. Gotcha. Um, and so I scored it 57-57 as well. Okay. So, okay. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it, it was it was really subjective. You know, one right. fighter... Thought landed the more significant shots, but one fighter was, you know, doing the better boxing and, you know, touching him and, you know, touching him more. And, you know, he took some shots, but he missed some too. And so it was just one of those kind of things. And I know that afterwards Aldo was like saying that he felt like he got robbed and that, you know, he definitely won the fight and all that. And like, I could see being, if I like, if I was in this corner, I could see that. Like, right. I could see him feeling like he got robbed because uh, technically he was the better boxer. Right. But at the same time, it's like, you know, Stevens was landing a lot of power strikes in there too. So, I mean, yeah. just, just how you score it.
0: Yeah, well, and, you know, when you look at fights like that, maybe a lot more of those should be draws because, you know, if there isn't a clear winner, then, hey, maybe there isn't a clear winner. Like, why right. do we have to hand it to somebody, you know?
1: Right, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I was, I was impressed with, uh, the Clarence Booth, Louise
0: Feliciano.
1: Yeah. Feliciano fight. Um, I thought that, um, it was really like at that point I was, I had, I was watching the card before, but that was the first point where I was like, Oh, like we're getting into some skill now. Like we got some real skill here. Like this is some like, you know, um, and that, uh, you know booth looked like a, t- a tough vet but that uh uh Valenciano was like the young smart dude with promise um i thought that he was just like his movement and he was able to read booth a lot and get out of the way at least in the early part of the fight as it got to the end he got a little slower and he took more punishment than he needed to but in the beginning he was just controlling the ring right. and um at least from my viewpoint and i added uh 78 74 for feliciano
0: yeah, I feel like that was pretty close to what the actual judges scored it as too, and that sounds about right.
1: Yeah, yeah, it does look like that. Um, yeah, did you see and What'd you think about the Gonzalez Manzani? I did not
0: watch the Who? early fights on that. No, <clears throat> I didn't.
1: Yeah, um, I was
0: really only interested in the big names on that card.
1: Yeah, I don't know. The, yeah, I mean, Gonzalez, you know, UFC fighter. I wanted to see what what she looked like in boxing. Um, Gina
0: Mazzani fought in the UFC too, did she? Yeah, yeah, okay, I think yeah, so. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, it wasn't very my my viewpoint, not a very technical match. Right, both swanging, just throwing yeah. a lot of wild punches. Um, yeah, 58, 56, Mazzani, so close. Yep, and let's get into the hot takes. Hot takes. It's really hot. So biggest news to hit this week. Is uh, UFC's parent company Endeavor has bought WWE, and usually it's not that wouldn't be a big, you know, thing on our combat sports podcast. But they're going to take the UFC and the WWE and merge them into one company, and have a board of executives that make decisions over the whole company, the company as a whole. Um, so, what do you think about this?
0: I'm, it's really interesting. I honestly didn't think I'd ever see this coming. Both of these, uh, I considered these two different, really, really different forms of um, the whole
1: sports entertainment. Yeah,
0: sports entertainment, combat, fighting, landscape. Um, so it'll be interesting to see kind of what doors or opportunities this opens up for for fights. We've seen we've seen UFC fighters go to WWE, and we've even seen. WWE fighters come over to the UFC. Um, some not so successful, others very successful. Lesnar got a title. Um, so I mean, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Do I? I really hope we don't see the UFC start to become a lot more scripted like the WWE. But right. Um, but we we've talked about this before. there are some things that already seem like. It already has been.
1: Exactly. Um, There's been a lot of stuff that's happened recently where, you know, whether or not there was stuff happening behind the scenes, some of it more apparent, some of it not. Mm -hmm. Um, For instance, when Patty Pimlet won the fight over Gordon, um, a lot of people felt like he didn't. But there was the video of Dana White in the audience, and as they were reading off the names, he was like, closing his eyes and, like, hoping for Patty Pimlet. And then when they said Pimlet, he, like, opened his eyes and looked at whoever the guy was in front of him and, like, shook his head and was like, yeah, you know, because they have business plans for that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then that, you know, seems work. There was the John Jones thing that happened where, you know, against Cyril Gong where everybody was talking about, oh, is this scripted or whatever. Um, I think that there you know, you could draw conclusions that, like, is this going to be, you know, impactful to the sport? If so how good or how bad is it something you know and we'll have to see kind of how that all plays out but realistically it's kind of already been trending that way and so I'd hate to say it but you know the other thing the other thing to think about is the sport of mixed martial arts at least like in a you know um, presentation form came out of professional wrestling or a lot of it did you know Mm -hmm. it's kind of like the history or whatever of it was they had the you know catch wrestling matches and then they had them as like professional wrestling type they were like scripted right Mm -hmm. and they had like those kinds of things and then from that came like these mixed martial arts contests so like it'd be interesting to see the history of you know two big companies the two biggest of the times in both of their um their own thing come together Mm -hmm. and see how that ends up uh you know mattering i don't know I think that if fighters wanted to go to WWE or if if UFC fighters wanted to go to WWE or if the WWE talent wanted to come to the UFC, it may make it expedited now that they're one company. But Mm -hmm. I really don't think that that's going to be a lot of what it is. I think it's going to be a lot more of like, um, you know, um, the UFC is trending upward and has been the WWE has been on a decline trending. They still have a lot of people that watch their product and partake in it, but it's less and less of like the cultural impact than uh, the popular cultural Mm -hmm. impact than it used to be in the eighties and Mm -hmm. the nineties and two thousands. And so, you know, it, to me is, I thought that they were going to do it just as like a stock exchange thing so that as the UFC trends upward, then so will the WWE, they'll be, you know, together as a as a stock company, I didn't think that they were going to actually be a real company. Mm-hmm. And then they had Vince McMahon come out there with his painted on mustache and his <laughs> painted on face and stuff, and to seem like he wasn't a dinosaur, which
0: he oh is. Oh my god, he's so um,
1: And so, but I mean, but regardless, and be part of this whole you know executive board team and do all this, um, we'll have to see how it goes. But yeah, my my feeling is that as in wrestling, one's going to get the rub from the other, and who knows, you know.
0: So a lot of the scripted stuff... like So this is how I think about it. When you look at WWE and professional wrestling, it's why do people watch watch this product, right? What's the entertainment value? Is it the in-cage stuff, the in-ring activity? Or is it the characters that they create? And, you know, the -the behind-the-scenes stuff that they show you that you're privy to. Like, I always remember when it was at its peak, you know, you'd have somebody getting interviewed and playing their character and then somebody would interrupt that interview and there'd be, you know, backroom fights before the fights and stuff like that and, you know, the the grand uh, ring entrances. I think that had a lot to do with the entertainment value of um, the WWE. And so when I look at stuff that I feel like might be scripted in the UFC, it's not it's not just the in-ring examples that we've given. It's a lot of these, you know, it's a lot of these behind-the-scenes altercations that you that you hear about and you see and you get true, a video of. True, them. true, true. And, and the thing of it is, is as a business for, as, as, as the sports entertainment business in itself, as pure as you try to be, it only takes one legit, episode of that happening like Daniel Cormier and John Jones, for example, right. before all of a sudden you see your numbers skyrocket and your profits, you know, double and quadruple before you realize that it might be something you need if you want to make the kind of money that you want to make in the in business like that. So so how long before, even if they hadn't bought WWE, how long before that becomes a everyday part of the UFC if it hasn't already.
1: Yeah, no, I would uh, yeah, I think you bring up a good point. Um, you know, years ago when McGregor entered into the ring, um we had had a discussion and I was I was claiming then um that he that's what a big part of what he's doing is he's bringing in that um promo type material to, you know, mic work, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it, bringing it into mixed martial arts. There's always been you know, fighters that have beef, and if it has beef, then we really want to see it more importantly. And, and I think that that's just part of overall nature, you know, because there's mm. people that you like and people you don't like and thinking about having to go against people you don't like. I think that excites something in all of us, and I think even that is psychologically somehow connected to professional wrestling. But um, uh, nevertheless, I think that, you know, in um, this type of um, example um, – I think that, you know, it's going to be it's going to be really interesting to see how it ends up working out and with, you know, the WWE being the kind of product it is and the UFC being, you know, mixed martial arts at its highest form right now, um I think realistically that it's going to give these other companies um a chance to mix martial arts companies a chance to maybe slide in there and take the number one slide i agree because when you have more cooks in the kitchen Mm -hmm. more people want to get their input in more people are like well your product reflects my product and blah 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 Mm -hmm. blah. i think it doesn't always end up being a good thing it's not the more that you know it reminds me of like when you would get like you know like bands that are put together with like a bunch of great artists from other bands or or like when you know rappers form super groups and you're like oh i can't fucking wait for this shit a lot of times it's that's not the best way yeah you know and um i think that more often than not it's not the best way so in this kind of example i think that with everything else that we've talked about the rise of one, the the growing interest in BKFC, the, you know, even Bellator is um, becoming more competitive with their cards. Um, you know, just overall e- rising even. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that, I think that the landscape's open. And I think that, you know, if WWE can't get out of their own, or if, uh, excuse me, <laughs> yeah. if the UFC can't get out of their own way, then um, maybe it's just time.
0: So, so and, and that's, that's a great way to look at it and think about, think about this like and i have nothing bad to say about professional wrestling wwe back when it was the world wrestling federation any of those um other you know smaller wrestling organizations it's really entertaining like it's 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 good stuff and and i watched it a lot when i was younger until mma came out right and and the difference was the purity of the combat that you actually got to see unfold right before you right and and now it looks like the ufc might be willing to dilute that which again if you're a combat sports purist then you're going to be a lot happier to go watch one fighting championships bare knuckle fighting you know these are all hopefully they manage to retain a little bit more of that purity as a combat sport
1: yeah yeah i i definitely agree and only only time will tell you know um yeah the big thing about that kind of promo work and stuff i mean look at what mcgregor was able to do with talking on the mic and then going out there and putting on his performances the dude had like what three or four fights and became like you know this otherworldly figure because of that because right. psychologically we all you know the more that you can communicate it the more you can get your message out there the more eyes that have to see it all of those kinds of things and so yeah, maybe there will be bleed over that ends up working good. I'm going to be honest with you, though. Um, I I don't watch, you know, a lot of professional wrestling. Haven't for a while. And um, I think a big part of that is that, like, that product, really. I mean, I think when you're younger, maybe, like, I don't know. I, I think maybe it was better, maybe not. Maybe you're younger and you just, like, don't realize it. But um, just even, like, promo work and stuff like that, like, I really couldn't see, like, the – you know, whoever's doing the writing the scripts for those kinds of promos coming in and being like, this is how we're going to work this angle in the UFC. You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah, there are fighters that do that and that are super gimmicky, and I think they would be all part of it, but that's not everybody. And a lot of people that fight in MMA really don't have any business doing that. You know, like they don't want to.
0: Because they fight for a living, and so they know that they don't have to talk because they know they're going to get it done in the octagon, which is, again, one of the things that drew me to it. You're you're so right about McGregor, though, because especially in the beginning, he was winning. So not yeah. only was he doing that and being really good on the mic, but he was also winning. And yeah. that's one of those combinations that you have to have. You can't talk like that and consistently lose. And we've seen that with Conor McGregor lately because he hasn't been winning, Correct. and he's not the same on the mic, and he knows it. It's yeah. just it's really tough to do. My personal favorites have always been those those laid back guys don't take themselves too seriously on the mic. They're not, you know, super great when it comes to that whole press thing, but boy, do they get it done in the octagon? You know what I'm saying? They yeah. just like, and, and they'll, and they will even be pressed by some of the media and they'll just be like, well, I mean, we're going to fight. Yeah. Like we're going to find out, yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. It's going to happen no gonna matter gonna what, like,
1: you know, it's like we were talking about before. Yeah. Um, yeah. So big news, Um, really, if if on my 2023 bingo card for what is possible, (laughs) I really didn't see the UFC and WWE becoming a company together. Um, but yeah, you know, I guess the last thing I want to put on this is that when the, you know, after Endeavor made this whole announcement, they valued both companies for like their modern day value. And they Uh said that like, it's going to be a 21 or something billion dollar, um, company now between Mm. both of them and they valued like the ufc at like 12 billion now you know what i'm saying and the u and the or no the ufc did i say the ufc yeah the ufc at 12 billion and the wwe at 9 billion but if you think about it it was only what i don't know five years ago when they sold sold
0: for 4 billion
1: for 4 billion so now they're saying they're three times worth the the value that they were then Mm -hmm. um and the fighters still ain't getting paid
0: shit. <laughs> <laughs> get paid shit. Oh, fuck. I so glad you dropped that. Yep. So, yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, all right. Moving on. Um...
0: Yeah. You guys want to put your name in the octagon? <laughs> <You> guys... <clears throat> yeah. So. Yeah. Tell me more. So, I, so the UFC is going to allow you to pay to put your name on the octagon. Now, it doesn't say where. Yes Your name will be It doesn't say how big Most important It's gonna be But somewhere In the octagon They will put your name For $1,386 Is that what it costs? Yes. Like uh, It's 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 something We should probably look into More to find out If like
1: Get Scrapcast on there I was thinking the same thing
0: <laughs> <laughs> No Not I, I, I'm, That's interesting Because I actually Hadn't thought about that But I'm just wondering If you know A lot of these people With real money Will be like Well if I gave you 10 grand Would right. you put it on there Like Right like you do the Budweiser symbol or the Harley Davidson symbol or you know what I'm saying, right.
1: like. Yeah, um, I uh, yeah my, you know my thought process of this is that um, the most important thing is how big it's going to be even if they put it around the outside um, I really don't see it being big enough for people's names for them to even be able to see them at right. home on their TV right and right. um you know, but they also are. Prov- providing a plaque for everybody that spends the you know almost 1400 dollars so that you know it was on there even if you can't see it you know it was on there so that's what makes
0: me feel like nobody's going to be able to see your name on the octagon because otherwise why would they have to give you the plaque like that was my thought exactly i was like oh that's
1: a cool plaque and then i'm like wait a minute
0: because how are you going to be telling people be like oh let's watch let's you know pay for this pay-per-view so we can see my name on there it's like I'm calling bullshit on that, bro. I didn't see your name anywhere on that octagon. I'd be like, no, I got this plaque. See, it says right here. Like, <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, um, that is something I will. Usually, I'm that's I'm not really like trying to scout the mat of the UFC events, but at this 286, I'm really going to be trying to pay attention to the suckers. I mean, the people that uh, <laughs> put their put their name it's up be there. So for
0: interesting it. to see how that how that turns out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um. So. The other big news story this week that um, huge, came out was uh, the alleged cat abuse by Hasbulla, uh, the UFC's uh, one of the UFC's like prominent, uh, popular culture. Kind of fucking... What? What do you
0: even call that whole relationship it, there? What... what it
1: is is it's the UFC paying a influencer or whatever you want to call them to help bring the UFC into the modern generation because a lot of youngsters don't give a shit about sports or other stuff they care about why hasbelo though they couldn't have picked a better influencer than dude i i don't know i don't know maybe the business was right i have no idea i i mean you're not asking somebody that either one made the decision or two even understands it today but at the same time, um, it's funny because I thought that the best take on this was by Tommy Tohold when he said <laughs> when he That's said That's a
0: fucking throwback yeah, right there. When
1: he said um, you know, that he always thought that Hasbolla was this whole Hasbollah thing was kind of creepy and that um he never said anything before because it just, you know, wasn't something that he's really into, but I mean just he wanted to stay to now. And I was just like, Yeah, I mean that's kind of how I feel about it too. Not so much that Hasbull is creepy himself. The dude has handicapped, d- disabled thing going on. Um, more power to him. But m- more so just the fact of, like, you know what you said. Like, why are they using this dude to promote... Their brand and they're you know not Does only paying him a bunch of money it? but then doing these promo packs yeah. and talk about he's going to be fighting in the UFC and just like and the fact that be, this is going to be one of those things that when people like ten years from now look back and they're like oh yeah that whole Hasbulla thing in the MMA they'll be like dude that was a crazy time yeah, like you know what the
0: fuck were they thinking? yeah
1: like yeah exactly like backwards visors in the two thousands and stuff you know it's just like <laughs> Shoot, it's that like that awesome. kind of thing where you're like what uh, what yeah so.
0: Well, okay, so the news would be about his alleged animal abuse. Right. Or his own personal cat. Right. Which he videotaped himself. I know I said videotape. I'm obviously old as shit, but...
1: I wasn't going to look up a video of Hasbulla beating his pussy. Like, I wasn't going <laughs> <wasn't gonna> to <laughs> do That's it. That's fucking awesome.
0: Okay, <clears throat> so, yeah, um, I found the video, looked at it. It looks like he's tugging on the cat's ear and then smacks the cat a couple of times. Uh, I, I not something I feel like we should probably spend a whole lot of time talking about. But oh, please tell me more. But I didn't. I mean, yeah, abuse is a very subjective word. I wouldn't have screamed abuse if I had seen that video. I, but I'd been like, oh, this guy doesn't really like his cat, I guess. <laughs> you know. But I don't know, man. I, I mean, I've seen some people do some fucked up shit to cats.
1: Yeah, or animals kid. or yeah. whatever. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not, anyway, condoning anything about it. Um, but at the same time, like. Yeah, um, it's just one of those, I don't know, it's just one of those kind of things where, like, it is very subjective, and to certain people it could be, you know, looked at however, and I'm sure that there's even some sort of basis behind it, you know, uh, on some level, but needless to say, um... Hasbula, stop fucking beating cats. All right? <laughs> Jesus beating Christ. Cats.
0: I mean, you know, chances are you're going to get cut from the UFC. You'll never get to fight in the UFC. I'm just kidding. I'm sure. I'm sure the UFC doesn't. Oh, get a no. Fuck. They'll give him a fight. <laughs> I'm sure. I
1: mean, they gave CM Punk three, so they'll <laughs> no, give him one.
0: This would be funny if, if it's against, like, some cats. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <sighs> okay.
1: <clears throat> they can get my money. All right. <laughs> On a more somber note, um it was uh you know it's been in the news um recently in quotations about Phil baroni ending up in a Mexican jail over murder murder of his uh girlfriend girlfriend ex girlfriend right. yeah um, i mean
0: yeah yeah, that's use that term loosely but yeah, I mean, Phil Baroni, not ever uh, like a known champion, you know, but no. he was always around. In he was a contender. He was a contender. Point, and, yeah. and he was. And he fought in pride. Right. And he was a decent fighter. And yeah. he was one of those stand and bang bros, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah,
1: no. And he fought Frank Shamrock in yeah. uh, Strike Force. Right. Uh Great uh, Frank Shamrock performance. Probably one of my favorite, if not my favorite. Did you remember that fight? Oh, yeah. How oh, he yeah. was like he'd hit him and he would like wobble Phil Baroni, and then he'd like, you know, signal to him. He's like, I'm going to put you to sleep. (laughs) He's like telling him like, put you to sleep. Then boom, he did him and drop him. (laughs) That was amazing. You know? Um, but yeah, um, no, I, I, yeah, I think the only thing I, I really wanted to say about this whole thing was just that, you know, for a lot of the older fighters, um, the life after especially the fighters that helped build this thing right into what it is today the ones that are like that really wear the scars and the the you know um that paved the way for this to be a thing today so many of them are constantly you know we're hearing about you know, they're crowdfunding for surgeries, or, um, you know, they're falling on hard times, or they're like really old and they have to come back and get knocked out again just to try to make a little bit of money, you know, and you're just like, God, this is really bad. Like, you know? Yeah, it
0: is. I mean, even, even therapy for any mental health issues that they might have
1: yeah no and that's what i'm saying like even in not the most extreme cases or at least the ones that are the like out there the most prominent cases rather because this is very extreme but uh the more prominent cases you have fighters that are suffering from you know ct that are suffering from all this all these different kinds of things and you know psychological issues and then this kind of stuff happens and it's just you know when we come to especially at this time of the year and talk about the hall of fame and the fighters that should be in there that 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 aren't or the fighters that are getting in there that are deserving of it um it's also you know important i think to re- remember that a lot of the fighters that you know help build this sport like really even today right. um don't have you know the support that they should have after you know especially for the company now being valued at you know, 12, $13 billion, like yeah. you don't have enough to keep like, you know, 200, 500 fighters, whatever, like, you know, like the legends, yeah. some of those yeah. guys that like really, you know, did this, like make sure that they're like, okay, you know, absolutely. So, and, and,
0: and not just physically, but again, mentally, you yeah. know, make sure that they have access to, you know, therapists, psychiatrists, if needed, you know, getting them, you know, checkups and helping pay for their surgeries. Like, yeah yeah i don't feel like that's asking for too much
1: no exactly i mean yeah they suffered for that so um yeah sad sad man yep i know um you know going on to the the next uh yeah. piece uh, tim sylvia <laughs> tim <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> what a
0: segue though okay so this guy was champ in 08
1: <laughs> like oh, I mean this is Tim Sylvia, former he? UFC heavyweight champion is um coming back to compete in slap fighting at the ripe at,
0: young age of 50.
1: <laughs> yeah, at least cuz guess um, what he
0: doesn't have? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, he was uh, he was one of the fighters that I remember crowd the last time I heard anything about Mr. Tim Sylvia was he was crowdfunding for uh you know for some sort of surgery hip surgery back surgery neck surgery i don't know something yeah um and yeah so he's gonna be uh you know competing at the slap fighting championships on the 22nd (laughs) of april (laughs) Um, uh, which makes me wonder if i I mean and i'm not laughing i'm laughing but you can laugh or you could cry about situations like this, you know? And it's just like... Well, because it's, it's such a... You know, it's just okay, so fucking crazy.
0: Because the headline, yes, is a little bit absurd and, and ridiculous. But, but yeah, the serious part of that would be this is exactly what we're talking about. And it's only going to get more and more prevalent as these next few years go on oh, because...
1: Oh, and it's going to get a lot darker. A lot it, no, darker. It, it
0: absolutely is. But this is where... This is where you're at, because because who's gonna sanction Tim Sylvia to fight in a in an actual combat sport nowadays? Probably nobody. Nobody. Because he's what fifty,
1: and he's had all these you know exactly health problems, and and at one point he got like really big, and so and you know it's not good for your health, and so it's just like dude, I don't know man, I don't know. A part of me. Part of me doesn't want to watch it, but I'm going to watch it because I just got to see what the dude looks like, yeah, you know, yeah. um, and and see what's going on. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm sort of like our fucking slap fighting fucking. You
0: are. You are a scrap cast, <laughs> scrap, uh, slap fighting correspondent for sure.
1: So, yeah, so I'll I'll fucking watch it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I might, too. <laughs> I might cave. <clears throat> I mean, if that's the only way I can support somebody like that legend in the sport that doesn't have anything else to do, then I I might have
1: to. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's talk about more current times. Um, big update this week was, uh, Bilal Muhammad, um, put out a message, did interview, um, is voicing his opinion about this whole fiasco in the welterweight division. Yeah. And, uh, he said that, um, he's only interested in Leon Usman or Colby, And he came out and told Leon to um, not accept the fight with Colby, let him fight Colby, and the winner of that will fight Leon. That sounds to me like something that Leon would like to do. That sounds to me like... Sounds like like
0: perfect matchmaking to me, Yeah, honestly. It
1: sounds like something that the UFC is not going to want to do. Probably not. And um, so we'll have to see how this all works out. They want to match him up with Shafkot-Rakmenov because, like... What better way to show like you're deserving of a title shot than to take out like the
0: biggest surging contender that they have? And I I don't, and I'm never understanding. And just kill that no matter
1: what, right? Like either kill, you have two contenders. Exactly. You have one contender that's definitely deserving of the title, you have another one that's deserving of being in the contendership, and you want to have them fight each other to kill one off, to have him fight so that Kobe can come in off of, you know. Loss, win, loss, win, loss, win to fight yeah. Leon.
0: And, and that's what doesn't make any sense about it for me. Because why would you want to kill off two contenders? You know? Be- uh, that doesn't make sense. Because it's
1: about money. But they don't have the money to help Tim Sylvia <laughs> and <laughs> Phil Ferroni. But uh, we're only yeah. making decisions about money. Okay, Do you understand? More. It's $13 billion company, <laughs> but we only can focus on money. Okay? Uh
0: and 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 that's why Kobe gets the title shot okay because we need more money uh, yeah I, I i don't know i i'm hoping that there's enough contract leverage for some of these fighters at the top of 170 to to shake it out better than the UFC matchmakers are going well, to Well this is
1: this you're right uh, me too but this is what's going to have to happen they're going to have to you know even in the same weight division even fighters that are gonna fight each other they're gonna have to find solidarity in a certain place and make a stand to be like dude we're not fucking doing this shit What well, if know? they and, communicate
0: and, with each other I'm, yeah i feel like and, they
1: can yeah and if they don't take the fucking the money fight because they're gonna get the ufc will do that kind of shit where they'll be like look we'll give you a bunch of money or you can fight this dude and not make fucking jack shit what yeah. do you want you know right right so yeah um
0: So if they offer Leon a ton of money for the
1: Colby, Colby I mean he's got to do what he's got to do. It's prize fighting. You only earn it for so long. You only get. It's it's just using the system against it. But we will. uh, I guess that's a perfect segue into uh, the mill. Right. Mm -hmm. If I compare boxing to UFC, the issue with boxing is you don't have to fight fights. Right. UFC, you don't have to fight fights? Do you, mean? you don't have to fight the big fights. You know, like, people duck. They duck oh, so boxing, many fights. UFC is, while it's not a salary cap, what the UFC does is it reinforces competition. You have to continue defending your belt, and that's what okay. makes So that was uh, Eddie Wong on the JRE um, talking about how the difference, major one major difference um, between boxing and MMA is that in boxing, because the fighters have a lot more say-so in their contracts and stuff, um, that we don't get to see a lot of the fights that we want to see, that everybody wants to see, that we should see, that should happen. Um, If we do end up seeing those fights, they're usually long after the expiration date of when we wanted to see it, or uh, prematurely, or whatever. Um, a lot of different reasons. Um, and that in the UFC that because the pay is lower that the, that they compete more often. Um, and that we end up seeing, and because they also don't have a say so, so much, a lot of them in their contracts, we end up seeing a lot more of the fights that, uh, we want to see. So what do you think about that?
0: I mean, that's a, that's definitely an interesting take, right? And, and, and he's not, and he's not wrong on on the surface there but but you but we don't always see the fights we want to see in the UFC right i mean mm. we we've talked about it recently on this show it's like well you know what, what we want to see is we want to see deserving contenders get their shot and right. you, you don't always see that yeah. because because the UFC has this control they can make somebody fight you know 9 10 11 12 and make them all be wins before before you get to see somebody fight, and like and like in that other division where we have two contenders that we want to see fight for the belt, one of them is going to get knocked off, and
1: right. then we'll exactly. see where he
0: goes from there. Maybe he gets a shot, maybe he doesn't, and if he does, maybe somebody else has the belt. So you don't always get to see the matchups that you want to see, unfortunately.
1: Yeah. L- less and less, let's be honest, less and less. Right,
0: and so, so he's right that you do have to fight more often because you're paid less. Yes. So that does incentivize you to fight more often, but... Uh, as as a fan yeah you probably like that but when you look at it from the fighter's perspective like think about what they got to put their body through and what they have to go through to prepare for all these fights like it's not always feasible to expect somebody to fight 3 4 or 5 times a year you yeah. know what i'm saying like yeah exactly so uh, yeah i'm i'm not sure why his stance is that on this particular thing because because you should be able to be 100% when you go into fight you should be able to um, fight the deserving contenders, and and we also should get the exciting fights. And you know, yeah, as fans, of course, we'd like to see, this, especially our our fan favorites, fight more often. Right. Right. But but how realistic is that, really? I know? know.
1: Yeah. Well, and even if even if there was the the. It's a structural problem, um, you know, without getting too deep into the woods on the economics of it. But, yeah, it is is a structural problem. The issue is that, you know, basically um, winning is considered um, the only way of advancement in in most fighting promotions. Right. And so, um, you know, if a fighter has more say-so in who they fight and all those kinds of things, then they're going to stack the chips up the same way that they do when they're training and trying to take every advantage they can over their opponent. They're going to do the same thing on the business side of it. Right. If, if that's what's happening, because are <clears throat> put with all that pressure on it, um, you know, and, I've seen a lot of fights and continue to see a lot of fights where the person that won the contest didn't win the fight. I've seen the guy that got the judge's decision that got his ass kicked. Um, You know, you see that happen. Um, I do agree that um, he makes a good point that, you know, more often than not, you do end up seeing the fights you want to see in MMA rather than in boxing. But the boxing model has got to got to be so broken and not just because the fighters have more of a say so and they make more money, um, you know, the people that ran the sport and the promoters, I mean, right. do do it. No favor and yeah. can't get out of their own way and try to, you know, become personalities of the sword or air out their beefs and not let this guy fight that guy because they don't like that management team. And you, and these dudes are fucking ancient artifacts, you know? Uh-huh. Um, so, I mean, they're not doing any favors either. Um, you know, just the whole model itself, boxing, needs a whole reworking. Um, but, um, but yeah, um, you know, um, the society that we live in um, is built around money and everything is about money. And so um, if that is going to be the number one goal, especially in some like fighting, prize fighting, which it is, then everybody's going to try to maximize for the most money that they can get Both, not only inside the ring, but outside the ring. Right. So, I mean,
0: hence the term prize fighting, right? Like, that's still, like, for the, like, you gotta look at it from different perspectives. You look at it from the promoter's perspective, from the fan's perspective, but then from the fighter's perspective as well, right? Yeah. And yeah, that's exactly what they're out to do. Like, and, and yes, I'm sure so many of them want to have the legacy and be the guy that does all this and have all these wins and have all these belts. But at the end of the day, especially when they're not going to be taken care of later in life, you know what they need. They yeah. need the, the, they need the biggest money fights available to them.
1: Yeah. Well that you're right. And the fact that like, even if, I mean, it's kind of, it goes all over the place. Um, really. Um, because if you take a look at like the UFC and there's been, you know, the UFC butts heads with their top talent over what they feel like they should get paid. You remember the whole John Jones thing when he came back and, He was saying that he wanted thirty-five million to fight, and Dana White was like, "You know, Deontay Wilder doesn't even make that in boxing." You remember that whole thing? I do,
0: I do. I remember it vividly.
1: But then, on the other hand, they're going to value their own company at thirteen billion, right? And you can't give John Jones, who could be, you know, considered the greatest of all time, thirty million for his performance. I mean, not only do you have the money, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying they should. I'm just saying the argument is that they've always made that they can't pay the fighters but because of that. But, but obviously but if you have that kind of money, $13 billion, right. um, which is an insane amount of money, Um, then yeah, then you could definitely pay your fighters more. And if you did pay your fighters more, would they fight less? Maybe. But at the same time, they would be, it would be a lot more of a fair, adequate for what they're giving up for. I mean, A fighter could have, you know, multiple fights and continue to fight. Sometimes fighters have one fight and that changes the fighter forever. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, every time they get in there, they they are literally putting their lives on the line for our enjoyment. Fights
0: they do. I know. They do.
1: I know. I know. And that's what I'm saying. And so, and we've beat this fucking horse into the goddamn (laughs) ground. I mean, over and over. But it just, I mean, from every angle of what we're talking about tonight, a lot of it ends up relating in some way back to the same thing. And it's fucking like the writing is fucking clear. Like it's on the fucking wall. We can all see what it is. And so, I don't know.
0: I mean, so I, I don't like the boxing MMA comparisons on almost any level. I, I, I don't, I don't think they're fair comparisons. Any way you look at it, you've got boxers that can, um, Get money from co-promoting their fights. Like, right. yeah, you're right. Deontay Wilder probably didn't get a 35 million dollar purse, but I'll bet he made 35 million dollars yeah, in exactly. that fight.
1: His own sponsorship. Why? Exactly yep. because yeah. he
0: gets to have sponsors, yep. which UFC fighters don't get to do. Yep. So and that's a huge chunk of money. He gets to he gets to use his own promotion company to promote the fights with his name. He gets money from that. Yeah. Like, so I don't like that comparison. The other thing is. The organizations are a lot more open to in boxing. They're a lot more open to cross promotion. Like you can hold, you can hold more than one belt. Yeah. You can hold the WBO, WBA, WBF.
1: You could be belts. a champion of one and go fight in another. Exactly. You know? Exactly. For- and
0: that's not something you can do in anything other than Bellator and Ryzen, basically. Like, At this point, yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, the UFC is not going to let you do that. Like yeah. the only thing you get to be is the UFC champ. And even when you're the UFC champ, yeah, you might get the pay bump and get pay per view points but guess what you don't get to do you don't get to sponsor yourself you don't get to draw in any you don't even even get to go
1: try other you know forms of uh payment as far as you know going into boxing go going into professional wrestling doing these other things without the ufc signing off on it
0: you don't even get control of your own image and likeness rights so, you couldn't advertise for something, even if you wanted to,
1: yeah, also, so then, in so then, further down the line, you lose out on that money that is then repurposed and used to you know, further support your next fight, support your legacy, yeah. all the rest of that because you don't own that, yeah, you know, so you end up losing out on not only the initial of the fight, and all that happens, you end up getting bottom dollar there, but then even of the residuals in the future, yeah, um, yeah, I mean, And the least, the very least that fucking could happen is we could give fighters fucking health insurance so that they're taken care of. Yeah, not only the fighters that fight in the organization now, they do get taken care of, their hospital bills, all that. But but the fighters that, you know, are champions, that fight for a long time, the 10 years, the guys that, you know, actually like continue to, you know, that continue to perpetuate the sport into the future that off their backs. And we talked about this already tonight. And it's just like, those guys should have health insurance. Those guys should be taken care of from that standpoint at the very least, even if you don't have a retirement package and offer them some, something else like a lot of other sports promotions, you know, it's just, it's one of those things where, um, it's, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's it, it's it, it, on one side it's really ridiculous, but at the other side whenever these kind of comparison things do come up, it is important to kind of like navigate your way through there because, you know, if if somebody makes a good point, you know, I'm offered to hear him out, but you know, it's just it's it's just one of those things where it's just well, and he, and he does
0: have a good point from the stance that yes, it does it it does promote more often getting the fights that you want to see and <clears throat> you get to see your your fighter fight more often if you're a big fan of that fighter but but I mean that's like saying that indentured servitude is a good idea because they work harder to make more money for the money they already <laughs> owe you, you exactly know? i'm not no, sure that, exactly exactly like, to, just think about how they're doing that like maybe that's not the best way to do that like that's there's probably other ways
1: yeah exactly that you could do that exactly and then even even if the fight promotion was using it for their best like, like morally, right? Like, right. if they were like, look, we're going to have, we have it set up this way because number two won't fight number three unless we have it set up this sort of way, right? So right. that, you know, because number two only wants number one, and so we have to, you know, set it up this way. But more times than often not, what we have is number two having to fight number three so that number eight can come in from nowhere and fight, you know, number right. one, and then they got to have a rematch, and then the whole division's in lockdown mode, and we're, you know? So it's like... Yeah. Even if that was the case, it's still, you know, it, it, it's still, it's still not the right model. That's all I'm saying. It's yeah, no, still I not completely, the right one. So, completely agree. yeah. So, yeah, that's the mill for this week.
0: All right, we move on to spotlight fights. See You've got man I
1: think, I think we got ask the cast first.
0: What's the What's the questions? So people reaching out and wondering if the Massuttle versus Burns fight is a lose lose situation for Gilbert Burns. And I mean kind of, right? Because what does he really <laughs> get from a win right? Um, they, they do still want to push Massville really hard, right you know they like they like having him in the company. he makes um, some money <clears throat> he makes some money. he's got that WWE factor going for him they like that. The thing is as though is is, the Burns fight wasn't the right matchup like for all the money you could make off of Masvidal it would either be Colby or Leon right? based on the behind the scenes history that he has with both of those fighters right. he's he's actually I mean he's attacked both of these guys outside of the <laughs> ring <laughs> you know I mean he the three piece in the soda that's where that came from he, yes Leon exactly. approached him while he was being interviewed and he literally didn't even say anything he just turned around and started whooping the shit out of Leon
1: yeah I mean yeah the difference in that fight was they both walked over to each other and then you know, Leon thought shit was sweet, and then Masvidal started jabbing him up. But, um, you know, in the Colby situation, he had just fought Colby, and then he ran up on him from behind and knocked his tooth saw him out. At Trader you know? Joe's so. or
0: something like that, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, not
1: enough. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know.
0: I don't know. I-, I don't know. Anyway, anyway, you would think if that was uh, the route you wanted to go, there there's money to be made off of Masvidal. You're not necessarily going to be able to make that money if he loses to Burns and is now on a three or four fight losing streak, like. That 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 cuts it for Burns. I mean, it's big for Masvidal because if Masvidal manages to beat Burns, he's right back up there in title. No, yeah, no, right? exactly,
1: exactly. And but, and I'm thinking about this as you're talking about it. And like, is Masvidal really a big buy? I mean, obviously he does have money to to his name because a lot of people know him, but his year where he shot up was 2019. True, you know. And I mean, if he's been losing since then it's got to be dropping i mean i'm just saying i mean he probably still has a name and there's probably still people watching him but like to what point
0: you know right i don't know no so so from that perspective you're absolutely right for burns it's kind of the lose-lose now there's there's things to look at that i like about it because burns gets to stay active which is good for him that's true um burns gets another win under his belt which strengthens his case For being next in line, which he probably should be, you know, I mean, you've got, like we've said before, we've got this log jam at 170 where we need to start making the correct matchups so that this shit can start shaking itself out. And, um, and, and losing to Massville probably really hurts his stock and where he wants to be. So it is. It is kind of a lose lose. Like again, I'm glad he's staying active. I'm glad. I think it's a very winnable fight for him. Yeah. I personally, I, the way I think this is going to shake out is, I think he's going to look really good. Yeah. Against Masvidal, yeah. I, I think he's actually going to finish Masvidal. The only other person that finished him was Usman. Yeah. And I think it's going to be by submission. I think we're going to see Burns come out and do it to Magny and be like, you know, guess what? I'm a world class grappler and I'm not going to backpack you for three rounds like Maya did. I'm going to i'm gonna put it on you like i'm gonna get the finish here
1: yeah no you you make you make a really good point and you know i've not really i didn't really think much about it until now and i think that i definitely see that it is a lose-lose um from that standpoint as far as if you if you win you don't really win much you keep your placement right and you know whatever name value jorge's lost to like three two or three dudes in a row now and so whatever name value he still has from getting a win over him i don't know right, um right. and if you lose then right then that's really bad you know then
0: he's taking your spot uh, yeah. is basically what he's yeah,
1: doing yeah. yeah and you've like you know passed off all of your momentum including the loss to Hamza, which rose's stock so his stock's been going up the yeah, whole time yeah you pass that off to masvidal now you know the momentum um it, it, you know, not only from a actual, not from only from like a, a ranking standpoint, but from a spectator perception standpoint as well. Um I also, I don't know, I I I do, I feel the same way you do that I I think it's definitely winnable, and I favor him heavily <laughs> in the Masvidal fight. Was really shocked to see it happen, you know, since since that I've heard Masvidal do some interviews and it's good to hear that he's like got this like, you know, fire underneath him and that he's says he's serious and those serious Masvidal. I'm a big fan of. I've been a fan of yeah, Masvidal too. since the Bodog years, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um so um and you know, through winning in Bellator and got fucking submitted and all the rest of that, you know, I've been a fan of a long time of yeah, that guy. Yeah. Um but um but yeah, um w- would I be happy to see him get a win here? Yes, I would, as long as it was like a deserving win. If he gets a BS decision, I'll be honest with you. If it goes to decision, I'm a. If it's BS, it probably I would just be like Burns, like that was your fault, dude. Like you shouldn't right. have let it go to the decision. You, you probably you know? shouldn't have taken yeah. that fight. Yeah, but. but but no, but in all honesty, I really think that like I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Burns uh, puts his lights out. I I agree. I agree,
0: and and a lot of people sleep on Burns striking that dude. That dude hits, man. Like, he he certainly could, and the fact that he doesn't have to worry about, you know, Masvidal being a threat on the ground, I think plays into his favor because that's something he's going to be able to put on Masvidal. Like, look, we can. You are going to be in big trouble when we're on the ground here.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, exactly, exactly. All right. Um, Moving on. So. Another question of the week is uh let's see did you watch Wrestlemania and if not what was the last wrestling event you did watch um I, I will start this no I did not watch Wrestlemania um not from any kind of standpoint I, I there's been years where I wouldn't watch any professional wrestling and then I would watch WrestleMania just because you never knew what was going to happen if they right. brought back somebody from the olden days. And they usually they, do. Or if they got some celebrity and brought him out there and tombstoned him or Powerball or yep. whatever. You know, yep. I mean, you never yep. know. It's, it's you know, sports entertainment. But, um, um, yeah, I did not watch this year. And um, the last uh, sports entertainment that I watched um, would have been... Um, you know, probably like 7-8 months ago I went and watched a couple of those old ECW cards oh, from yeah. the oh, late yeah. 90s, 2000 era where those dudes were. That was a, that was a crazy time, Monday especially Night
0: Nitro. Especially to be a <laughs> uh
1: to be a uh wrestling fan. Yeah, so um yeah.
0: Yeah, I I've I've got nothing bad to say about Wrestlemania and professional wrestling at, at all. It, it it definitely has its place. It's it can be super entertaining um but no i don't watch it i mean I, I would lump it in with kind of the same thing as as power slap you know it's <laughs> it, it's a thing it just it just may not be for me now there was a time uh, again that I, that i did but i i always knew what it was all about and and it was the only game in town so i watched it and it was entertaining and i liked the characters you know Um, from when I was a real young kid, and it was Macho Man Randy Savage and Jake the Snake and Hulk Hogan. No, and the Million Dollar Man. I'm telling you, like uh, it was, it was great. All those guys, and I even, I even had like action figures from those guys too. It was great.
1: Yeah, no, I had action figures, but see, I was part of like the Attitude Era, so like I was like watching like. You know Goldberg and Sting. I and liked Goldberg. Love Stone Cold. Steve Vader Austin. and yes. all those guys. Yes. That was you know even Shawn Michaels and stuff. I w- I remember it. Brett the Hitman Hart. Yeah, I remember it from I remember it from back then, and I remember like being really young and going over to my friend's house, and they had like Super Nintendo, and they would have like one of those games, and we'd play it because it was just like
0: they were fun of, games.
1: Yeah, no. Um, it, yeah, but but yeah, no.
0: But but that's the thing. For me, MMA is what took the place of that, because right. I could see, even its its beginning inception, it was more of a pure form of the combat sport that I may not have even known I was looking for until I saw it. Right. Right? Right. And, and you didn't have to be a big shit talker to go in there and, and wreck shop. And, yeah. And that's what I liked about it. I was like, these are, these are dudes that are actually putting it on the line. There is no script. Anything could happen. And it was super
1: exciting. No, I totally agree with you too. And yeah, I mean, uh, you know, not as much of a fan as I was anymore. And I know there's a lot of people that still are really into it. And I know there's other promotions now too. I know there's like, you know, AEW and a lot of that other stuff. It's just like, I don't know, sometimes stuff kind of gets past you and you just aren't as interested in it as you as you once more. But I do appreciate the pageantry. I do appreciate the show if it's done right. Right. Like I said, even, you know, I'll still go back and watch some of those like old cards, not just from a nostalgia perspective, too. I'm just telling you, like, it was a different time. They were about pushing the envelope, yeah. you know, uh, all the promotions. They were in really competitive with each other because it was like the number one TV shows on oh, yeah. at that time. Oh, yeah. And so it was just, it was just different. It was a different time, different product, different stuff. So, um, yeah, just, I guess. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. What was right. the what was the last what was the last wrestling card you watched?
0: Long time ago. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so I'll bet um Hulk Hogan was still champion when you were Well, cuz he cuz he had a resurgence and he even came back for a little bit. So I'm not sure that really dates it correctly, but it was definitely uh
1: uh Andre um, was still wrestling.
0: The Rock, no, it wasn't quite that. The, the Rock and Stone Cold were definitely Okay. was part of the Attitude era. Yeah, yeah.
1: Nice. All right, cool. So that's it for Ask the Cast.
0: All right, we're gonna move on to Spotlight Fights. Spotlight Fights. Yeah, let's so do it. Big fights coming up soon. What do you want to um, spotlight? So the the Sergio Pettis Pitbull, mm. Patrici no Patricio yes. Pitbull. Um, so this is a guy.
1: This fights, is a guy.
0: This is here's a guy. <laughs> <coughs> fights for Bellator. Yeah,
1: champion featherweight champion
0: is the current featherweight champion. Is a two time featherweight champion.
1: Yeah. Was the featherweight and bantamweight champion at the same time. And
0: and the same time. Featherweight and lightweight
1: champion at the
0: same time. And lightweight champion. And lightweight champion at the same time. Relinquished the lightweight belt. Relinquished the lightweight belt. Got the featherweight belt back that he lost to A.J. McKee by beating A.J. McKee by mm-hmm. decision. Mm-hmm. So, so there's that. But now he's made the change to go down to bantamweight. And go to for fight that title. Sergio Pettis right. who's the champion at, at bantamweight. So really interesting. Um I, I do I do think it's going to be really interesting. Um it'll be interesting to see how that weight cut goes for him. Right. Um historically speaking when these older fighters try to make that But is. that weight cut yeah. it doesn't always work out great for them. Yeah. Um just saying little caveat there. Um and Sergio Pettis is legit. Yeah, I know. You know, he's 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 good. I would say as far as pure striking goes, he's probably a little bit better than Pitbull. Right. But Pitbull's got the power. Pitbull's yeah. Exactly, yeah, his, like, exactly. his Exactly. And,
1: and um, while they're both, you know, um, really good with uh, their ground game and submissions, I would probably favor Pitbull a little bit in yeah. that area too. Yep. You agreed. Know? So
0: agree. Yeah. And but Pitbull is just like his name, like. He is a pit bull.
1: Like, he, <laughs> yeah. he does. He comes no. at you. He's ferocious. Yep.
0: He throws with bad intent. And... and
1: he's coming to win, you know? That's one yeah. thing about it. Like, you can't count that, dude. That doesn't matter if it's the first round or the fifth round, you know? So. Yep.
0: Yeah, so I'm really interested in in uh, seeing how that fight plays out. That'll be a good one. I Me
1: think. too. Me too. I, I think that's on the same card as the Nemkov-Romero right. fight. Which should be yeah. another
0: really good fight. I yeah. mean, we'll see what Romero's got left in the tank because he's over 40, but... No, no. Um, but I'm a big Nemkov fan. Yeah. I, I really like Nemkov. I think he's I think he's as good as they come. So
1: yeah, should be good. Yep. All right. Um, also spotlighting is a uh, Wonder Boy versus Michelle <laughs> Pereira.
0: Michelle Pereira. So, <clears throat> and if you don't know Michelle Pereira's name, you've probably seen his fights. You've probably seen his highlights. Yep. He's the He's the backflip guy. He's the jumping off the fence guy. And um, he's a guy that cuts a lot of weight to make 170. He's mm-hmm. a big dude. Mm-hmm. But he's he's really athletic, but maybe doesn't have the best gas tank for...
1: Technical ability.
0: Uh, I mean, he... Yeah. I, I mean, mean, he
1: is technical. But the thing about it is that dude fundamentally is...
0: Fundamentally sound, I yeah. guess, would be yeah. a good way to put that. You're right. You're right. So, so it is an interesting matchup because it's striker versus striker um they both can be flashy at times so we'll see how it goes um i'd i'd like to think it's like a push to try to get prayer up close to title contention but but he he's up there too you know yeah. like he's he's gotten up there in age so this could be just one of those uh, f- you know fights for the fans like we just put this together cuz we think it'll be a banger for the fans
1: yeah and it should be a banger i mean depending <clears throat> on what ends up happening um but I don't know. I think I favor Wonder Boy in a stand-up only fight. I mean, do you think you know, he gets
0: to finish, or do you think he wins by decision?
1: I think he. I think he. I think he has the ability. I think he has the ability to finish him, and I don't just mean like. I don't just mean like he he can finish him. I know that's what I'm saying, but I'm saying that I think probably he will finish him. I'm really interested to see what Michelle's game is coming in if he's gonna try to stand with him or if he's gonna come in and like you know try to like wrestle him and you know do that because i mean that could throw a big kink in it so
0: i do think he's gonna stand with him. i think it's more of a do i try to go point for point Mm. with wonder boy or or do i try to take him out Mm. you know do i try to be be aggressive and, and put him away right you know right um because I don't think it's I I don't think you can go point for point with Wonder Boy. I don't think you can go, you know. I'll throw a shot. You throw a shot. We'll feel each other out. I'll throw a shot. You throw a shot. I'm I don't you know I don't think that's going to be the best idea for Bray. I think he should try to go out there and get Wonder Boy out there quickly.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. No, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean. You got a good point there. The thing about it is like with Wonderboy and all the fights that I've seen with him where it's a striker versus striker stand up, it's always, you know, favors Wonderboy with, you know, um, just his overall style and like, and being able to fight the fight his way, you know? Um, so yeah, we'll have to see how it, how it works out. Um, should be good though, either way.
0: I think it'll be good. Yeah, as long as it's not one of those glorified sparring matches, I think it'll be good.
1: Yeah, exactly. Or Michelle doesn't come out and, sh- and act like a, you know, f- a fucking Olympic team wrestler and well, he's just taking him down yeah, and just holding we, him down and yeah, doing some sloppy ground and pound. That'll be that that would be interesting. I mean, the see. dude is a the dude is an entertaining fighter always has been, uh-huh. but at the same time like this is like the highest that he's got in his like right. ranking, stature, or whatever you want to fucking
0: Right. Talk so if he's out. gonna be in that position where he values a win over nothing else, then he might. That could totally be his game plan.
1: Yeah. we'll, we'll have to see. Yeah. All right. On to the preview. Some
0: preview. really good previews coming up. Really stoked for the next few cards we got coming up here. Um which one do you want to start with?
1: Um let's start with PFL two. So All right. PFL two is gonna be um this Friday.
0: And it'll be women's featherweight and men's heavyweight.
1: Yes. Uh looks really good. We're gonna see the um former champ, um or current champ. Uh former current champ, I don't know. Uh Larissa Oh
0: oh I didn't realize that she yeah. had Pacheco. Yeah, she had won one of the
1: She beat seasons. Um Yeah, she beat um
0: the Kayla Harrison is that yeah yeah Kayla Harrison yeah nice that's right I actually yeah. think I did hear about that I Yeah. Should.
1: so she's gonna fight uh, Pacheco's gonna fight Julia, Julia Budd. Budd yeah yep. so that'll be an interesting fight
0: it will be um, Jorgen De Castro is one of the heavyweights that's mm-hmm. on there he's a yep. former UFC yep. fighter yep. he's pretty decent it'll be interesting to see uh, I mean I'm seeing Maurice Green on here for heavyweights and I'm wondering if that's the same ultimate fighter Maurice Green is that it is Okay. It is, well, there you go.
1: It is the same dude, yeah. Um, also, Aspen Lad uh, is going to be fighting. Oh on yeah. There. And so uh, you I, know, in I the women's featherweight. So.
0: So that should be good. I'm excited to see how this shakes out because, like I said, I like I like seeing how the PFL system incentivizes fighters to to fight yeah right, you know yeah
1: and uh, yeah exactly me too um i think that uh the name value is uh gonna be heavier here with the women's featherweight i think there's a lot of good prospects in there um yeah. but i mean the heavyweights like they say it only takes one oh, oh so exactly. we could see you, you can know, see quite, quite a few, few finishes <laughs> yeah. On that. yeah so um, we'll have to see
0: yeah it'll be interesting okay so so and this is another thing that's interesting about it so let's say aspen ladd because she's going to fight first on the card. Right. Right? So you're you're Larissa Pacheco, you're Julia Budd, and mm-hmm. you've witnessed Aspen Ladd go out there and put Alina um, Kalisinek out in the first round. Mm-hmm. Well, then you know. Or even if it's the second round, you're like, oh, okay, well, I already know she's automatically got five points. Yeah. So, yeah, I could probably go in here and, you know, wall-install my way to a decision to get three points, but that doesn't put me ahead of her in the standings at all.
1: Exactly. Right? And in that fight, no, exactly. And in that fight, I mean... I, I definitely favor Larissa um, to get the victory um, over Julia Budd. No disrespect. Right, that's just how right. I see it. Um, but Julia Budd is fucking game. So right. even if she gets the win, it's going to be a fight. It's probably not so, going to be an, no. early, an early finish, no. right? Yeah, Unless she catches her. She goes in there and catches her with, like, a, you know like I don't know, a body hooked to the liver or something but like Julia that. Julia Budd's a vet,
0: though. I, I, I agree. I'm and just I, saying,
1: you know, weird things can happen.
0: I mean, yeah. Yeah. But, but you're right. I mean, if I had to call it, I wouldn't see that being a quick finish. No, yeah.
1: no, exactly. Uh, yeah, that'll be with the big boys. So, yep. yep. Um, and then also this weekend is, uh, you know what? Let's just wait, okay? Because that we're going to talk a lot about yeah, this for weekend. Sure. So let's move on to uh, PFL, PFL 3. 3. Yeah. Right,
0: okay. So the next one after that is going to be lightweight and welterweight.
1: Okay. Mm. We got the 170 and the 155 pounders. So, yeah, a um, lot of good names on here. Um,
0: so a few, um, <clears throat> a few PFL regulars. Stevie Ray, yep, um, going to be on there. Uh, Clay Collard has been on a few seasons. He'll be on there.
1: Satabu Sai,
0: yep, Satabu yeah. Sai is going to be on yeah. there. Um, the one Oliver Abi Mercier, he's been there for a bit. The one big name I think we see on there shane burgess though
1: yes exactly yep
0: and he's one of those fighters that the ufc should not have let get away yeah
1: yeah exactly i mean he's definitely the i would say the favorite um this year right i um, going in there yeah um the dude was just a surging contender in the ufc and exactly. had, had a lot yeah a, a lot, lot of promise, promise. Oh, so yeah, yeah so we'll an exciting
0: to fighter to watch like, yeah i really enjoyed watching shane burgess fight
1: and he's fighting uh uh Olivier Olivia, oh my, Mercier yeah. which
0: I feel like is he one of those French Canadians is that yeah yeah exactly okay, 100% okay.
1: yeah um but uh yeah he's fighting um OAM um so that should be good because uh that's that's not gonna be uh uh give me you know right that dude right. um I'm pretty sure that dude won the tournament last year Did he? um yeah um or if not the year before so uh yeah he's That would be a good fight to be welcoming into the PFL. They could have given him somebody that maybe didn't have the recognition, name value, you know, but they didn't. They're throwing him right in there, so good. Nice. Yeah, Um, stoked. Yeah, should be good. Clay Collard's also fighting on there. Um, Yeah, um, looks like a really good card overall. Um, Be really interested to keep up on all these uh, score points and see how it's all going to how it all pans out you know because yeah. it's like the first part of the season is just about getting the points and the second part is about winning every fight you know i mean it's right. still about winning fights in the beginning but it's more about the points But you get then, to be
0: a little bit more strategic based yeah. on what the next matchups are and who and where everybody else is at in the point yeah. standings yeah. exactly
1: um. Yeah. So then, let's go to this weekend's big UFC 287. God, okay. damn! Does time fly fast? <laughs> I cannot fucking that. believe that we are already at UFC 287 with the fucking Alex Pereira fucking I, I Israel do. Adesanya rematch. I feel like we Seems
0: just like, watched these guys. Dude, fight. <laughs> uh, what
1: the fuck? Like I Jesus. I mean, maybe not this month, but wasn't it last month? Like, what the fuck? So- it
0: doesn't. It's yeah. It was November.
1: It was November. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's, See? Fucking yeah, just fly by. Okay. The older you get, the more fucking you don't know about time anymore. Yeah. You're like, what happened? Yeah. What happened all the time? <laughs> uh, still, um, no. Um, I mean, pretty quick turnaround here. Uh, Agreed. All things considered. Yeah. Um, really favor the champ again in this one. Um, I mean... Israel Adesanya is, you know, uh, you can never count him out, but... uh, So
0: should Izzy have taken the immediate rematch, and should he have booked it as soon as he did?
1: No, And and it hurts to say that, okay, because I'm not a fan of the rematches. I want to put that out there beforehand, but... You can't have a fighter that had a run as long as Israel Adesanya and he that. doesn't get the rematch. I'll give you that. You know what I'll I'm saying? No, I'll give like, you that. I'll, I'll call that. a spade a spade, okay? When right. a lot of times they're giving no. these rematches and I'm like, I don't want to see a rematch. But, but this one, even though I don't think it necessarily has for it, you, you defend that long, you want the immediate rematch, you get the immediate
0: rematch. And, right. And, 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 as, and maybe I wasn't his biggest fan either. But he was easily the most active champ the UFC yeah. had. Yeah, 100%. Yeah.
1: 100%. Yeah. I mean, he was like, yeah, he was up there in his title defenses. Yeah, yeah so. his, his turnaround
0: yeah. Was, was really impressive. I enjoyed I enjoyed having an active, active champ because most of them really aren't.
1: Yeah, exactly. And in this fight scenario, I'll be honest with you, I really don't think, like, another fight would have been beneficial for him. We talked before about Usman, um getting knocked out and coming back and we i was a big fan of that i thought he should have had another fight before going right back in there um but at the same time with this um I mean, nothing's going to change. You fought the guy a bunch of times. So many times. You know, exactly. The fight before, the last fight was really close. And I guess in a lot of judges scoreboard, or a lot of judges scorecards, um, he was winning the fight if he could have got out of the round, right, you know. Right. I didn't have it that way. No, me But at the same time, hey, you know, I wasn't judging the fight. Right. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, this is definitely – you well, know.
0: And, and on top of that, who would you have had him fought since he did kind of clean out the top ten?
1: Yeah, exactly. at, like There
0: wasn't a whole, like, you'd really have to get down to eight, nine, and ten to find somebody he hadn't already fought. So either way, it was going to be a rematch with somebody, basically. No,
1: exactly. Yeah, like, exactly. No, exactly. And that's part of the thing when you clear out the whole division. Plus, let's be honest, who else do you want to see him fight?
0: Uh, Well... Yeah,
1: <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? I'm, he beat everybody. Uh, he beat you're, you're almost right. everybody else. Maybe Whitaker again. I would be interested to see another I mean, Whitaker uh, match. But then, but then at the same time, you kill Whitaker's, you know, momentum. If so, you know what I'm saying, right? Right. Because Whitaker's ready for another title shot. So it's like
0: I, I don't see. But I'm one of those guys that doesn't mind. In in a situation like this, having him fight the number ten guy because any given night somebody no exactly somebody could win. Like so, yeah, maybe this guy's not on a huge win streak or he doesn't have the experience or whatever. But 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 still, most of these matchups are going to be exciting, and sometimes you need to dig a little bit deeper for some of these matchups. Sometimes that's what makes them great. Like I agree. You know, you go back and you look at some of these. You look at the Michael Bisping and Rockhold fight. Like not a necessarily deserving contender. But got a it was a great fight got a great knockout became the champ another one I all is the T J Dillashaw Henan Barrow. Yeah, like yeah. searching deep for contenders because yeah. Hennan is cleaning him out yeah. and T J Dillashaw goes on there puts on the performance of his life and yeah
1: no I I definitely agree with you and and yeah and I I would have watched it no matter what right I'm just saying that like given that they had this history given how close the last fight was and yeah. all those things it's like you know. It's, to me, to me, it really right. makes sense that we're going to have this rematch and, and have it happen just to kind of get some like, you know, solidification at the top of the division right. to be like, not only does dude just come in from kickboxing, uh, former kickboxing champion, had a couple of fights, got the title in and won, you know, like yeah. he's the actual champion. You know what I'm saying? He yeah. beat the former champion that was, you know, that had a long time win streak uh, decisively. You yeah. know, he beat him twice. So. Yeah. It's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, it makes sense. And for Izzy, you know, he's probably not going to be any more need any more motivation than after, you know, this loss into MMA to be like, you know, to get the best form of Izzy that we can. Him going and fighting somebody else and then coming back to fight Alex, maybe, maybe not. So, right. I mean, yeah.
0: Well, and so the other the other point to make is I honestly am not sure how long Alex is hanging out at 185 for. Right. Like I feel like, <clears throat> and I'll call it right now, and I'll and I'll totally eat the crow if I'm wrong about this, but I honestly feel like this is Alex Pajeda's last fight at 185. Really? I, I honestly feel like he's moving to 205 or maybe even heavyweight, but I don't think he's. I I think these weight cuts are tough. He's huge at 185, and yeah, I I I see really great matchups for him at 205, and so we'll see we'll see where it goes but I just have this feeling that he's going to like yeah I got two wins over Izzy. you know I'm good I'm good with that I don't need to run the risk of tarnishing my middleweight record so <laughs> let's go let's go up and see how good these kickboxers are at 205 I was going to
1: say do the old mcgregor but I mean he's going to get a defense so it's yep, not true,
0: yeah. true. Um, the one thing mcgregor does not have
1: yeah um, yeah no I definitely get the feeling that he's on his way to 205 um I mean to be fair, though, he's, you know, starting or not starting, but he's advocating for fights um, with 185, with 170 pounders that are moving their way up to 185, you know, um, Hamzat. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't I, I think that would be, I, I would be really interested to see that matchup stylistically, how that played out. Um, but at the same time, I do get, I get that feeling too, that he's not going to be around for a long time. I don't know if this is the fight, but we'll, we'll have to see. I mean, you, you could, uh, you could be onto some there. Yeah. So. Um, Jorge Masvidal, Gil Burns. I think we've already discussed this Definitely a lot. Definitely covered that fight. Um, yeah. Um, both <clears throat> thinking Burns is going to get the win here, but yeah. you never know. You never know. Um, then we got Font versus Yanez. Um, Rob Font versus Adrian Yanez. What do you, uh. That'll be a good think?
0: fight. Those weights always put on a great show. Um. Rob Font really has only lost the top contenders in his division, so it's it's going to be a really good test for Giannis to see yeah. where you stack up, because if you beat Rob Font, then you, you should probably be top five. Yeah. But if you can't, then you get money to work your way up and, and pack up some more skills. So, you know, kind of a big... Kind of a big risk for Rob Font, but maybe it's one of those fights that gets him back on track after losing to some of those top guys. So yeah,
1: yeah, it could I think I favor Yanez in this fight though? I'll Really, be honest with you? Yeah. yeah,
0: I'll I'll go with I'll go with Font. I think Font's going to take yeah. it. I think he deserves his rank.
1: No, no, I, yeah, I think he deserves it too. Um, yeah, it's just a you know a couple of Font's last performances. He seems to be having like issues of like I don't know not putting it all together or like his you know his Coach, his team is asking for him to do, you know, more than he can, and it's not really like firing. And you, I've been really wondering what's going on with Font um upstairs recently. Right. And so, that's a good point. And that's so, a good we'll, point. yeah, so we'll have to see. Um, Holland versus Ponzanibio should be entertaining, no matter I mean, how it goes. The,
0: yeah, the last pure striking match we saw Kevin Holland in was the fucking barn burner. So, <laughs> and I don't see any reason why Santiago Ponzanibio is going to be any different. Won't oblige him. Um, yeah. The one thing i gotta say for holland though is like you gotta know ponzi hits a little bit harder than wonder boy man uh, <laughs> so. yeah
1: i mean yeah he definitely packs the punch you know um yeah i don't know we could, i i wouldn't be surprised to see holland execute maybe a little of his newfound ground game in okay this, you know okay um we'll have to see i know that he's only entertaining in striker matchups so he made that point but um you never know so we'll have to see um what do you think
0: I think that's I. am I'm, I'm totally fifty fifty on that yeah. honestly because uh, Holland had some really good strikes against Wonder Boy like he bloodied him yeah, up like yeah. he he really did. Yeah, Wonder no, Boy really fight. had to dig deep and fight for that, um, and it was really only because he was able to withstand more punishment than Holland was that, yeah. that he got. Well, that. yeah,
1: yeah, it was really close, right? For the like, and it was a,
0: was it a doctor's stoppage? Is that
1: Yeah, I think so. It was really close for the first couple of rounds, but then at a certain point there, Holland just couldn't keep up the pace. And then Wonderboy just surpassed him and was just throwing everything at him, and it was just like, okay.
0: Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're going to not be defensively sound and you're going to let Ponzi hit you.
1: Right. Not going to be a very good time. He's just
0: a – yeah, he's a banger, man. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we got, uh, the UFC's youngest fighter, Raul Rares. On
0: on the main event slot with one UFC win to his credit.
1: Yeah. He's like 19 uh, years old. Yeah. Fighting Christian Rodriguez. Um. Yeah, I mean, you gotta, you gotta make, you gotta push out these prospects okay. some way, Okay. You know? So,
0: well, then that's how you do it.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if that's how you do it, but some some way we gotta I, get. I, these I look
0: at like I look at what they do for people like Raúl Rosas, and I look at like the career tra- trajectory of someone like Ilya Topiria.
1: Yeah, exactly. And Completely like, different. I like
0: know. you have somebody who's legit, and you could have pushed, and you but, didn't.
1: But. Taporia is not on those contender contracts, okay? So Taporia is making a little bit better money than...
0: Okay, you he's see also what I'm saying? beating the ever-living shit out of the people that he's yeah. fighting. Yeah, like. no,
1: I mean, he's not taking any uh, easy cuts. He's not cutting any corners And he's, he's fighting
0: just, better competition.
1: I, I know, and if he was fighting Rawez, I, I would totally favor Taporia. I mean, 100%, but, uh, you know, it, yeah, it is what it is. Main eventing the prelims is going to be Chris Curtis versus Kevin Gastelum. Interesting fight.
0: That'll be yeah, that'll be interesting, right? I feel like this is I think like this card is like a striker's delight, right? Like
1: yeah, it's it's definitely got that flavor to it.
0: Gastelum and Curtis are both going to bang, and Mm. we'll like yeah, they're going to hit each other in the face. We'll see who falls first. That's basically how that fight's going to go. I know, I know.
1: Uh, The Karate Hottie fighting on the card um, versus. Pinheiro.
0: Luano Pinheiro. Not I, I don't really know her that much, um, but I'll always be a big fan of the karate hottie for sure.
1: Um your boy, Gerald Mershot.
0: Gerald GM3. <laughs> My boy. He you know what, he after the comms out fight, he's he's put together some decent wins, man.
1: Yeah, but he's fighting Joe Piper, and I uh I favor Joe Pfeiffer in that. Okay. <laughs> All right.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Um okay. Yeah. I think Gerald Mearshart's getting the win. I, th- I think we're seeing a new Gerald Mearshart. Do you? Yep.
1: Okay. Um, good Good odds on that. You may want to put some money on that. And I, I might. And I yeah. might. I
0: haven't actually checked him yet, but mm. I definitely might.
1: Yeah. Um, Carl Williams versus Chase Sherman should be good. Should be. Yeah. Should Bigger be. boys.
0: I mean, it, you know, Chase Sherman's been around for a minute. He's won some. He's lost some. We'll see if he's got enough to start climbing the ranks.
1: Yep. Uh, Cynthia Calvillo versus Lupe.
0: I feel like Godinez has got to take that, right? Like,
1: Yeah. I mean, she's definitely the favorite. Um, you know, Cynthia. Well, She's
0: been looking good lately, too. Exactly.
1: Exactly. And Calvillo is, you know, somebody that we all know about. But, uh, you know, um, yeah, she definitely doesn't have the momentum that Lupe has right now. So, yeah, I would definitely favor her as well. Yeah. Um, and then what about the rest of this card? Anything else stick out to you?
0: Uh, nothing really sticks out to me. I'm sure, you know, those early prelims, I like trying to watch those. You usually get a couple of good fights on those, um, but not really anybody I'm super excited to see, no.
1: Yeah. Um, definitely gonna be interested in that, uh, Ignacio, uh, Bahamundas, so.
0: Why do we know his, What do we, why do we know his name? Why, why, I mean, I, I should, so why... It, what's it, why is it not coming to me? What's why do we like Ignacio Barbuendez? I can't think of anything when his yeah his um, spinning
1: so, wheel kick against Roosevelt. So Roberts. Right, so, yeah, so. so yeah so yeah right, um, he beat right. um, Desi, um before um, it was by decision, but then uh, got a KO over Roberts and then a submission win over Wrong. So um, you know. hasn't fought
0: fought in over a year though
1: that is yeah that is okay that's why i'm interested to see what this version of him looks like after a year so
0: yeah i mean if you've got a spinning back heel kick win and a bravo chokes mission win that would suggest that you're a fairly well-rounded fighter so we'll see
1: exactly yeah all right uh great card can't wait for it um and then next weekend we have uh the card that you're Ugh, super nervous about. So stressed about this card, uh, dude. UFC Fight Night was it on ESPN? UFC Fight Night two twenty three. I don't know how we're counting
0: it, these. Yeah, I mean, it's then that's you know on, that's on the UFC for that because I think it's both. I think it's Fight Night two twenty three, but it's also UFC on ESPN forty four. So either way, it'll be on ESPN. Damn, we're
1: already at forty four of them. That's crazy, Fuck, dude. Uh, uh, main event: Max Holloway versus Arnold Allen. Who's gonna win? Uh, I. <laughs>
0: I don't, I don't. So, Max Holloway, one of my favorite fighters of all time. Of all time, all time. Like, just love the way this guy fights. I love everything about him. I love his demeanor. I love his outside of the cage. I mean, everything about this guy. And I've loved him for a long time, for years. He had a great run to the title. It was long. I mean, he had to rack up like 10 wins before he got his title shot. Then he had to beat Jose Aldo twice. Yep. And you yep. know, and then he beat the Levin, shut up Brian Ortega. Like it's just been one ass whooping after another.
1: Yeah, and then he fought Volk, and I thought he won the first one, and then lost the next two.
0: I thought he won the first two.
1: No, the first two. I yeah. Th-
0: yeah, I thought he. I mean, I could, I could even see the argument for giving Volk the first fight on points, but there's no way I could have ever given Volk the second fight. Mm. He was dropped multiple times. There's there's no way Volk actually won that second fight. Oh, shit. But he did make... Shots fired! But he did make a compelling case for winning the third fight, so I guess it's all moot at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Cause, yeah. Because if they were one really and one He really
1: show up to the third he fight. He really so, didn't. Yeah. But
0: but he's been turning back to contenders. He beat the ever-loving shit out of Calvin Cater. Um, you know, that he went to war with Yair Rodriguez. So he's not a guy to shy away from a fight. He's not a guy to not worry about fighting these up-and-coming contenders. However, I've been on the Arnold Allen hype train for a while now. I yes. knew he was going to be the next thing. He's and your I, favorite. I'm, and I I hate that I hate that his path of title has to go through Holloway. I absolutely hate it. Um, so
1: you think Allen's going to win? I think he
0: has... It's, it's like 51-49 oh,
1: okay. in favor of Allen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yeah, no, it is. It is, and it's really hard for me. I really, you know we've talked about it before, but I really am going to be interested to see what Holloway looks like. Right. You know, because if Holloway comes out looking like the Holloway of old, I think it's going to be a long night for Arnold Allen. I think he's going to learn some hard lessons, but yeah, but, but that would be contradictory to the, you know, current trend of things. And so could it, is it time to turn the clock back on Max Holloway? I hope not. Right. Only time will tell.
0: I mean, if this was a if this was a striker versus striker, I would have all the confidence in the world in Max Holloway. Right. But it, it's really going to remain to be seen if his takedown defense is going to hold up against yeah. R.L. Allen. Lall- 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 is a yeah. next-level wrestler. Yep. Um, he's going to put him in some bad situations, and he's going to wear on him.
1: And 100%. I know Max
0: has a great gas tank, yeah. so I'm not worried about the gas tank. But with a lot of these high-level wrestlers like that... They find ways to get you down based on how you defend their first takedown. So maybe he's not getting them at first, but he's going to be getting them later. Yep. Now, if the takedown defense holds up, and Max Holloway gets to throw hands, he's gonna he's gonna get Arnold bloody. Yeah.
1: Like he's no, gonna yeah. make him bloody. It's gonna, no. And yeah. He could drown him. No, he could. He could, and look like a video game character out there yep. throwing all sorts of crazy combos yep. at him. Um, yeah. So really interested to see the fight um, and then the co-main event of that is Edson Barbosa versus Billy Corrantilla
0: I really like Billy I mean a huge fan of Edson Barbosa of yeah, course yeah. guy has the guys the highlight machine yeah um, but I'm a big fan of Billy Corrantilla yeah and and so when we're talking about ascending and descending fighters, uh, no. I feel like Billy's the ascending and yeah. Edson's the descending fighter.
1: No, and there's a lot to be said for that. You're 100% right. I'm a big fan of both of these guys. What I like about this matchup is Quarantilo, Quarantilo, uh is really getting his chance at that bigger shot. Agreed. He's had a lot of fights. He's fought a lot of people on prelims or under prelims cards, and it's been one of those dudes where you're like, oh, Billy's fighting on the card. I didn't even realize. Yep. So now you know he's kind of made that like uh, quiet march up, and now he's going to get a chance at Edson Barbosa. And if you know he can get the win there, then that puts him into that whole next category. So
0: yeah, he 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 does. And and the smart money says he probably does get the win, but but Edson he can he can put you out so many different ways. Like if you if if you let him land on you, Edson can still put you away. You know, yeah. he's got vicious yeah. kicks. He's got vicious knees. He's got, you know, a lot of power in his punches. So Billy's got to be on his game. But but if he fights one of those perfect fights, bell to bell, I don't see any reason why he doesn't take home the decision.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. Um, also on that card, Dustin Jacoby fighting Anzamat Mirzakinov.
0: I'm not sure who that is. But that's
1: a, Dustin that's Jacoby going, go fuck him up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm feeling like Dustin Jacoby takes that. Um,
1: 13 versus number 15 in the light heavyweight division. Yeah, Dustin
0: Jacoby's legit, legit light, light heavyweight. That'll be good.
1: Yep, exactly.
0: Um, I did want to ask you about that Tanner Boser fight because what, was he not a heavyweight at some point? Am I thinking of somebody else? Was Tanner Boser not a heavyweight? Cause this is, this B1. is light
1: heavyweight fight.
0: Right. So this is a fight in light yeah. heavyweight, but w- Tanner Boser wasn't ever a, a
1: heavyweight. Um, no, I believe he was, um, Yeah, no you're right. He fought Arlovsky. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I fought Arlovski, he fought
0: He's been fighting at heavyweight. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
1: Earlier uh Latifi, no. Earlier Latifi? Yeah. 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 Um fought Latifi and Latifi won by decision um and then mm-hmm. after that is when he went down to light heavyweight, fought uh St. Pru, got a victory and then fought Ferreira and when and Vahero won the decision. So, yep, now he fights uh Kutilaba who was a middleweight fighter.
0: Ewan Kutilaba. I mean, <clears throat> no, no, I don't think so. I think he's been I think he's been a light heavyweight. Okay. Um but but doesn't have a whole lot of recent wins, honestly. Ewan's been kind of on a skid. Yeah. Um Lost Ryan Span, Johnny Walker, Kennedy, and Jack Wu. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I definitely think this is like Tanner's opportunity to jumpstart his career, right? Yeah, could like, be because he wasn't doing great at heavyweight. So now, if he cuts the weight right and shows up in shape. Um maybe he gets a win over Iwan Kutulaba and then maybe he starts to make a run at light heavyweight. Who knows? Yeah,
1: no, no, that's very true. Uh these are also the kind of fights though with Kutulaba that like he may show up and like very surge true. over this dude very you true. know, and reestablish his name. Like not necessarily, you know, at any sort of like high ranking, but within the division of yeah. why we know who he is exactly. and all that. Exactly. Um and then I was surprised to see Pedro Munoz on this, uh fighting Chris Gutierrez, so we well, think?
0: No, right? So is this going to be one of those, does Chris Gutierrez get another um, old man scalp on his resume, right? Because <sighs> this was the guy that just put away, was it Frankie Edgar or Cub Swanson? It was one of the two, was it? I can't remember which one.
1: Yeah, um, he put away Frankie Edgar. Okay. So that's true. And Pedro was not the tenure of, you know, somebody like Frankie Edgar, but still an older fighter. Um, really interesting to see. Um, I'm pretty sure that Pedro Munoz, this is uh, his fight coming off of... Has he been out since the O'Malley fight? Um, I think so. Yeah. Yep. So this is... That's what I was thinking. This yep. is his first fight back since the O'Malley loss. And that wasn't even a fight. That no. was
0: That was an eye poke.
1: Yeah. Um, and so we're... I don't know. I mean, it really depends on what we're going to get to see um yeah I mean Gutierrez for getting the knockout over Frankie Edgar he's getting no freebies so it's well
0: he's he's on the seven fight winning streak Gutierrez is one of those guys I think we look at and we're like this guy could be the next man up at this weight class he's not a name that you know he's not an O'Malley or one of these other names that you know but I think you probably should.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, I agree. Speaking of old fighters, Clay Guida is also <laughs> oh on this card. Oh, my God, man. The <laughs> yeah. Energizer
0: motherfucking bunny, dude. I know. Like,
1: it just doesn't he stop. He will
0: not quit, dude. <laughs> that
1: dude's been fighting since Sean Shirk was fighting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that dude's been fighting for a fucking minute. He's fighting Rafa Garcia. I was gonna say I favor Rafa Garcia, but I favored the guy that Clay Guida fought before. I know,
0: so I I, know
1: I can't count him out, man. I know. know. And
0: when's when's gonna be his time?
1: (laughs) 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 Can you imagine that? What if he made a fucking title surge? You'd be uh, like, dude, that would be fucking crazy. That dude be selling like extends all over the TV and I honestly feel like whatever
0: else, dude. He's he's got to be coming up there on most Octagon time ever, right? Like.
1: I don't know yeah exactly and damn this fucking prelims card is fucking pretty stacked I uh, fucking didn't even realize our boy Brandon Roy and fighting Matthias uh, Nicolau, Nicolau I, know, my, I, I know ev- like, I know That is going to be a fucking I war know. That's dude. That's going to be fucking sick uh, Zach Cummins Fighting Ed Herman That'll be a great fight Ed, I,
0: Yeah Ed Herman's still fighting
1: I know I know Ultimate I know.
0: fighter one, two, two. 2 I <laughs> like, think Yeah exactly Jesus dude.
1: Um, You know uh, Jillian Robertson Fighting Lando Vanada Fighting on here um, Lando Damn dude There's a whole bunch of fights yep. On here I had no I idea I know And so. it's hate
0: And it's free on ESPN It'll be a good card
1: yeah, exactly. It's free on Cody, too. So Hey, great.
0: Cody. Hey, tell them about Cody, man. <laughs> Tonya, <Telling you>, Cody. <laughs> okay. All right. With a K. So.
1: <laughs> and an I. Okay. All right. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's where we're at with this, right? Yeah.
0: So. Yeah, we'll be back to um, after a couple of weeks to preview some more shit and do an overview on these ones that we just saw. But um, hopefully it won't be such a long break in between. No,
1: no. I mean, we're getting back to it, you know, fucking... <laughs> Uh Scrapcast episode 10. Fucking doing it. Mr. Will. Fucking A. Always. Alright. We out. See you guys later. <laughs> yeah. This has been Scrapcast.
0: Fuck around and find out.